Oh yeah, you know what time it is. Intro time, Ampies. Pow, pow, pow. Wham, bam. <laughs> doing a Bill and Ted thing now. <laughs> so yeah, that's what we're doing. We're doing our intros. Let them know, Morgan. Uh, hello, gang. Uh, this episode will cover the episodes uh, three and four of season three of The Vampire Diaries, The End of the Affair, and Disturbing Behavior. Uh, 303, The End of the Affair, is our big uh, 1920s flashback episode. Everyone's going to be hot and entails. I mean, it's introducing a certain someone we have not met before. Hope that you'll enjoy meeting this person. <laughs> Uh, and 304, Disturbing Behavior, is not an episode I can easily summarize, so I'm going to have to read the IMDb one, which is really long. In Chicago, Catherine meets Stefan in front of a store. See, this thing goes from top to bottom. <laughs> yeah, it's just a full synopsis of the thing. I don't know. They start in Chicago. We're all dealing with the necklace. Caroline's dad's here. Y- you know, you'll love it. <laughs> oh yeah this is uh work oh and the end class is like i brought you back to mystic falls because he knows something's wrong yes i'm literally looking at my at my notes for the episode i went back in my vampire diaries and the first thing in all caps says you or trousers so that today women could wear nothing <laughs> so klaus is just throwing a little bit of feminism sprinkling it on top of the app <laughs> Oh, this is the episode where Damon drops the hard G. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> that's that's early in the season, isn't it? Wow. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, my notes say, all caps, Gloria Cool. Uh, all caps, another thick braided belt. <laughs> <laughs> quote, it's good to want things, end quote. <laughs> Tyler and Caroline Cute. <laughs> Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Wait, look, I mean, look, guys, we recorded this a long time ago. Cannot remember. I do remember that hard G, though. That is in the brain. That one's hard to forget. Uh, and you guys can find out about the hard G in the episode because we talk about it. Yes, enjoy a, a conversation about queer representation in the first three seasons of The Vampire Diaries. <laughs> Mm. Which is longer than you think it would be, given that there's not much to go over. (laughs) I mean, you've literally listened to the premiere where we're like, well, those two are lesbians. They're dead now, but they're lesbians. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we we love our gays. (laughs) All one of them. (laughs) Like, how many are there on the show now? I mean, okay, so uh, without spoiling, obviously. Mm-hmm. So one male, mm-hmm. a pair, so that counts as three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not gay somehow. <laughs> so Insane. Three. Um, cruel to me. Uh, uh, <laughs> another boy in season six. Oh, that's who I was. That was my first one. <laughs> oh, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> so still three. But yeah, so that was my number. That was my number one. So we're still at three. Wow. Um, and we're only counting Vampire Diaries, also. Yeah. Yeah. That that was two and three. And then Dad. Wow. That. Oh, and Dad. Yeah, yeah. That's four. four <laughs> I, I forgot about Billy the Kid already. Four whole gay characters. You're welcome. 
I mean, that's one every two seasons. I will say that soon in our viewing, we will see some same-sex action, but I don't know how those characters identify. <laughs> I am so ready for it, Morgan. I've been waiting. Oh, my. We're getting there. Um, do we have... Oh, do we also... Uh, speaking of things that we want to do, read reviews? I like that. That yeah. sounds good. That was the worst segue I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to call attention to how bad a segue is. I um, have to. Yeah, let's do some five-star reviews. Five-star reviews from Apple Podcasts. <laughs> let's see. This is from <laughs> Sweaty Bench 6969 Hell yeah. I swear to you, this isn't me, but... I mean, the title is I Will Fight You, and then it continues, if you don't love this podcast, I love this person. Sweaty bench, 6969. The people really want us to keep the, the fighting like bit going, and I think we've kind of like dropped off on it, but they love that one. I bet we'll get fighty again. I mean, yeah. we're getting fighty in our uh, season four <laughs> recordings, but like, we're so angry that we're not even focusing on the bits. <laughs> Uh, season four is a little bit of a dark time. I fear that I'm gonna we're gonna have to like edit it and like add in like air horn noises and like. Well, we do have a fun bit that we love, which is the <laughs> and everything bit. Yeah, that's great. Good. That's, that's fun. fun for you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. We love. <laughs> yes, we have. Uh, don't worry, listeners. We have another bit where we um, really just alienate Jill completely <laughs> for not having seen the show before. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite kind of bit <laughs> mine too <laughs> no it's not I like the bits Jill can do too <laughs> ah, this is from R.I.P. Kendra sad face I agree R.I.P. Kendra oh. fucking de- death by nail it's wrong. offensive it's just wrong uh, the title is Amazing Penny Hearts <laughs> it could be amazing, but I think it's supposed to be amazing. So I'm gonna just, or it I could like be amazing. like the Click novels, uh, which is how Massey Block speaks in the Click. For any of you guys listening to Girls Like Us pod, <laughs> because I am. <laughs> um, the host's knowledge of all things WB and CW is absolutely fascinating. The breakdowns Aww. of each episode is so on point. This podcast is clever, charming, and hella sexy. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you. <laughs> Keep it up, ladies. Side note, The Adventures of Ricky and Damo is the buddy comedy I didn't know I wanted, but is now a necessity in my life. Y'all seem to know some peeps. Make it happen. Tony. <laughs> 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 Me walking into Warner Brothers television and demanding they green light. <laughs> Adventures of Ricky and Damo. And they're like, oh, Morgan? Of course. Of course. Come. <laughs> right away. Look at Ian and his cat right on the horn. <laughs> uh, uh, please. And this is an email um, from Anissa, which is a, a, a no Jill's allowed spoilers email. So we won't read all of that yet. Thank you, Thank you for also saying no, no Jill's allowed. <laughs> that is the, the official terminology. <laughs> um, but at the end, Anissa leaves a, a five-star review for us, which is, Dear Diary, today will be different because today I will write a review for the Empire Diaries. A podcast that brings me infinite, much-needed joy in this 2020 hell dimension. 
with Jill's rankings that never failed to put Tyler at number one, and unabashed horniness, <laughs> and hatred of Jeremy, and love of Bonnie and Caroline, and just genuine love for one of my favorite shows mixed with very valid criticism, they get it. I also love the pace of two episodes per week, which works very well for a show that burns through so much plot. Seriously, y'all rock. Thank you. Oh, Nissa. Thank you so, so nice. much. Right? That's so sweet. People are too nice to us. Don't they know we're dumb? <laughs> Don't they know we're mean people? Again, season four will prove how mean we are. Yeah. I mean, everything I've said. <laughs> and season three, because again, we take back everything we've ever said about Meredith Fell. She's good. <laughs> We will be editing into the podcast like, don't agree with this anymore. <laughs> Can I do that for all the season one, though? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to put a trigger warning on every episode where we speak negatively about Meredith Fell at the beginning. I'm going to be like, and just like a content warning for some of you guys, there's some negative speech about Meredith Fell. And I just want to say we don't, while we said it, we don't stand by it. <laughs> We don't see my, and you were the meanest about Meredith Fell, actually, Morgan. <laughs> Only because she seems like she's a shitty d- <laughs> A great friend. <laughs> great friend, confidant. Uh, someone you would want around. When <laughs> yep. <laughs> a valued adult. <laughs> oh, God, yes. I really fucking do. That's why I was so fucking excited to see Liz Forbes in these episodes. <laughs> She's like, yes, throw the book at him. <laughs> I felt relieved. Uh, I felt safe, which I you need in a fucking <laughs> scene. <sighs> Sorry. Oh, I'll like bleep out his name. Food. I think we should always bleep out his name, even when we're in the season four episodes. Yeah, we <laughs> should like not speak his name. <laughs> <laughs> we love you all. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Empire Diaries. We know the risk, but we have the podcast. I'm Latoya Ferguson, one of your co-hosts. I'm Morgan Ludich. And I'm Jill Dayfield. And today we are doing episodes three and four of season three of The Vampire Diaries, The End of the Affair and Disturbing Behavior. <laughs> We're still early in season three. Mr. Ian's hair is still not good. Uh, but I, there's some fun to be had in these episodes. And so, Jill, I gotta get your opinion on them before we continue. Guys, I'm gonna disappoint you. <laughs> no! <laughs> um... They were fine. Jill, no! <laughs> Jill, they even gave you a Tyler scene in an episode where they didn't need to give you a Tyler scene. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Practice all I'm so thankful for that. No, I took the most notes I've taken in so long. <laughs> I had literally nothing to say in the chat. I felt like I was silent. I saw it. I was worried. I, don't, I mean, they were fine, in my opinion. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm going to have a lot of questions to ask you then. That's yeah. very fair. Even if your answer is just a brief, like, meh, I, I, I'd love to know. I'd love to know what uh, points connected with you. There's one main issue that I've had, that I had with these, um, mm-hmm. that I'll bring up later. <laughs> it's, it's not flashbacks, I'm guessing, then. It's not flashbacks, believe it or not. Yeah. Believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna, and you're going to bring that up later? Because I do have a, a major issue with it. 
uh, these episodes. Why not just talk about your global issues then? Yeah, what's your what's your issue, Jill? Okay, so my main issue basically is that we had this whole season leading up to Big Bad Klaus, and now suddenly there's someone that Klaus is running from, and I was like, you guys, we just had this plot line. <laughs> well, you gotta. Uh- you have to, I guess, have a reason to have to explain why Joseph Morgan is a series regular now, because Joseph Morgan is a series regular now. Yeah. Yeah. To justify the fact that he's going to stay in place, they then have to make kind of a meal of him running. I, I don't disagree that it's a little bit of a repeat beat, but they do it a different way, if that helps. Mm-hmm. But it's like Catherine was running from Klaus. Now mm-hmm. Klaus is running from what's-his-face. And I'm just like, can we please? <laughs> can we please come up with something else? Am I right, Morgan, that this is the last season where that's like the kind of thing they do? I do think this is the last season with that dynamic. And I'd also argue that it was a little bit different because um, like, it seems like Klaus and his siblings – from what I can tell, which I don't think this is like a huge spoiler or anything, their running was a little different than Catherine's. Like Catherine largely had to keep to herself. I I don't think she ever got to put down roots as Mm -hmm. much as the originals seem to be able to do at various times. Like Mm -hmm. she, like I think I I see them as more of like it's periods of running Mm -hmm. to, to ultimately like build a secretive life that kind of grows legs. And then eventually that has to rip off, but it's, it seems different than Catherine's to me, if that makes sense. That is correct. I will will say, Mm -hmm. and we will learn more about that. Of course. Yeah. Jill. Okay. I just like, I was watching this and I got so sad. I was like, really (laughs) think we're going to do this again. I think that is a fair thing to be upset about, but I, I, think what you're worrying about isn't something you need to worry about okay yeah yeah mm-hmm. yes but we'll see you can you can trust uh, the vampire diaries uh on this I, I would like to say i hope so they're good at knowing how to do the same thing more than once you know mm-hmm. like and, and i and i don't mean that in like their repetitive way i mean like through variation they're never repetitive does that make sense yeah uh but i don't think yeah you, after this, you sorry, you won't have to worry about uh, more people like uh, chasing uh, Michael the Hunter, like the next season, and then <laughs> people chasing the people who are chasing Michael the Hunter after that. Okay, you're not gonna, you're not gonna have all that. Oh my we're god, we're not gonna like sub- finally run into like the worst runner ever, uh, the worst <laughs> hunter ever in the final season. It was like, yeah, the final person that like last season's um, antagonist was running from. They're really <laughs> bad at looking. <laughs> like that's uh that is not the ultimate end point here but it would be pretty funny actually <laughs> really funny now that i think about it and i wish they'd done it <laughs> thanks for the idea jill no this is kevin he's <laughs> shit at looking <laughs> and that's the show now <laughs> oh wow um legacies i've got i got a pitch for you <laughs> I mean, it's like legacies. You have like all these great stories, but what if someone was chasing someone, and then someone was chasing them, and so on and so forth? <laughs> oh my god, I'm now obsessed with this as an idea, and I know we have to move on. But <laughs> how far are we in? Five and a half minutes, and I'm fascinated with one of our concepts. But why don't we talk about the episode? Uh, yeah, well. Uh, Morgan, do you want to talk about like uh, your feelings when you first saw these episodes? Yeah, um, I don't remember these like episodes specifically and my reactions exactly to them, other than I think 
being hugely impressed with Paul Wesley mm-hmm. uh, and really impressed with the handling of the love triangle. Like this is kind of like a perfect moment for it. Like I think this is the the last moment, some of the last moments of like perfect balance before they make, you know, finally start kind of carving away some choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is so good because she's not with Stefan or with Damon technically. And like while her heart belongs to Stefan, she like all of her time belongs to Damon. Mm-hmm. And it's a really interesting way to play it that I think like allows Elena to still have integrity. And uh, yeah, it fucking rules. Sorry. People are going, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah what's going on? <laughs> or redacted, as I will have uh, Latoya edit this. Yeah, let's not, let's not dox you, Morgan. I'm sorry, please don't dox me. Good God. Um, yeah. Uh, what about you? What was your initial take on these? Uh, initial takes. Also agree on Paul Wesley and how good he is here and how ecstatic he must have got, like, felt to, to like, be playing... Uh, this version of Stefan, yeah, and like the version of Stefan we see in the twenties, um, immediately fell in love with uh, Claire Holt as Rebecca. Yes, uh, and the combination of her casting, and this was the same season as uh, the one season show, The Secret Circle. Mm-hmm. The combination of her casting here and Phoebe Tonkin on The Se- uh, Secret Circle made me go back and watch uh, the the Australian show H two O Just Add Water. You know, hell yes, they're teenagers, but also they're mermaids. Um, <laughs> And it was one of my best choices of my entire life. Uh, <laughs> and I, I was like, the CW is also making great choices for casting these girls from H2O Just Add Water. So, so I was all about that. Uh, let's see. Fuck Bill Forbes. That was definitely a feeling I had at the time and have now. And I guess we can talk about it in the episode. Uh, how uh, Vampire Diaries handles its little analogy it's trying to make with uh, homosexuality and homophobia and vampirism. Yeah, we're going to have yeah. to talk about that because I, uh, what the fuck? Because <laughs> that's my main problem. It's it's really odd. Yeah. It, it, like, it works because Candace Ackle is so good. Yeah. Holy shit. It's, yeah, it's something I, I honestly did not put together the first time I watched this, uh, possibly because I was still very much under the illusion I was straight. Uh, so it's really weird to see it now. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, as you point out in the chat, you didn't like the way uh, Damon said "gay," and oh. I agree. He, um, all I could think of was the "it's always sunny" conversation about um, whether or not the word "Jew" is bad to say, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Well, it, it's all about how you say it. You yeah. don't want to drop a hard J." Yeah, I was gonna say he dropped a hard G. Damon dropped a hard G. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm glad, we're, I'm glad we're all in agreement about that, at least. Jesus. There we go. How could we not be in agreement on that? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just making sure. Woof. <laughs> okay, uh, with that, I guess we can start talking about the episodes. Let's get into it. Uh, so we, we open at the Salvatore house. Uh, Damon gets a phone call. It's really fun. It's a fun little subversion here because we get the feeling like it's from a blocked number. So therefore, it must be from Stefan pulling the same thing he pulls at the end of one. And instead, it is Catherine. (laughs) Or or Kathy, as I put in the chat, uh, because I'm never going to get over uh, (laughs) being Kathy to Mason and his friends. Oh, God. The fact that more than one person called her Kathy to her face and she had to just like deal with it. (laughs) 
incredible. <laughs> that Kathy chick. Ah, uh, that's the best thing those werewolves ever brought us. It is genuinely <laughs> the best thing they did. <laughs> uh, so it is Catherine. Uh, Catherine's back. Uh, so to speak, again, they, there is that weird instinct to be like, they got the actress back, even though it's yes. Tina. <laughs> I, I definitely, in this episode, was like, it was a great, it's a great thing they could get the actress back. And then it's like, I need to shut up. I'm an idiot. Yep. <laughs> I did have like 80% of that reaction before I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Uh, which is embarrassing, whatever. Uh, Catherine's like, what have I missed? What's going on with you? What's the hot goss? <laughs> What's the 411? <laughs> um, and Damon sums it up pretty nicely with, uh, Stefan still Klaus's little prisoner and Elena still thinks she can save him and no one's thought about you since you left. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is true. Incredible. <laughs> I just would like everyone to know that I've thought about Catherine since she left. Of course. Of course, Morgan. Uh, yes. The record reflects that. Thank you. Uh, so I love uh, that Catherine and Damon are immediately uh, mean to each other. It's great. <laughs> it is their dynamic. It's been too long. Um, she teases him for giving up on Stefan. She says she's sure like he's like already getting into uh, finding a way to steal Elena. And he's like, I didn't give up on him. I just don't know where he is. But he does not uh, deny the Elena accusation, uh, which I think is very pointed. Um, <laughs> so Damon's like, oh, so you're calling because you know where Stefan is. Like, you must be tracking him in Klaus to try to keep away from them. She admits to it. And uh, she's like, all I know is Klaus pitched a fit once his hybrids didn't work. And now he's looking for some answers. I just um, imagine her in the woods hiking. Uh, <laughs> it makes me laugh. Love it for her. I'm sure she was just like, had a bunch of contacts around that mountain. It was like, anyone tell me if they see them, I'm not going up that thing. That also sounds about right. That's uh, that's my uh, my hope for her. So um, Catherine's like, yeah, if you spend 500 years running, there'll be people along the way who are looking out for you. So she kind of hints to having like a whisper network and mm -hmm. says she's uh, conflicted, but she's looking out for Stefan. Of course she is. She loves him. Right? And Stefan and Klaus are where? The Windy City. <laughs> Windy City. Chi-Town. Um, I wrote in the chat, Klaus and Stefan, go see the bean. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted them to go see the bean. Um, I'm really sad that they did not do a bunch of touristy stuff, but whatever. I would have uh, loved a tourist montage. Right? <laughs> it would have made me so happy. <laughs> You're like, we need, like, we don't need the torture uh, from Bill. What we need is a montage of Chicago. And yeah. I agree. I want to see them eat some hot dogs. I want to see them see a Cubs game. Yeah. Go to Wrigley. God, Stefan watching baseball. Klaus watching baseball. I see this is the best scene ever <laughs> and we were deprived we got that uh we so we need that we need more people chasing each other mm -hmm. <laughs> like we're booking this on the fly and we're killing it oh yeah <laughs> so uh Klaus says you know we're back in Chicago does it bring back memories of like the good old ripper days and Stefan's like no I blacked out most of that time it's just a lot of Ooh. blood and partying and Klaus says, well, that's a shame because the details are what make it legend. <laughs> I'm like, calm down. Klaus is such a dweeb. I love him. <laughs> such a fucking theater kid. And I'm like, calm down. <laughs> I mean, I, I love it, the story because, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's fun to watch. But like, he didn't need to tell the whole story. He'd be like, remember. He goes to that at the top. 
he was like, no, I love telling a story. It's like, <laughs> again, it's, it's Klaus's Nick Miller when Winston's like, I'll tell the story. And then he interrupts him and is like, no, no, no. That is Klaus in this episode. And uh, that's your first new girl reference of the week. <laughs> so we flash back to 1920s Chicago. Oh, yeah. It fucking rules. <laughs> Jill, do you have anything global you want to offer us on the 1920s flashbacks and if you like them more than being in 1864 or anything like that? Um, Still not a fan of flashbacks. I think they were fine. I was pretty indifferent about them. That's an improvement. Yeah. <laughs> I still wouldn't say that I enjoyed them, but it, it I was, you know, just along for the ride. <laughs> Fair enough. How'd you feel about the look of it? I feel like it, it definitely looks better than like the bluish 1864. Yeah, it looks a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, I liked the saturations and stuff. It It's so red. <laughs> so according to Klaus, the Ripper of Monterey got lonely, so he escaped to the city for comfort. It was, And uh, he's in Chicago during Prohibition. He, uh, you know makes out with a lady in a car and drinks all her blood and gets out of the car and like wipes his mouth and is wearing a tux. Hello. It's hot. It's uh, very hot. <laughs> uh, some would say it's hot. <laughs> and uh, he enters this bar uh, that is like super pretty, as I said, very red uh, bar with a lot of like dim, sexy lighting. And there is a gal uh, singing named Gloria. She seems dope she uh she seems to like stefan and he tells her to save him a dance and i'm like yes stefan is proving he's never been racist not once not ever (laughs) so um he's about to grab a glass of champagne but a lady takes it before him and we meet rebecca yes we do uh we meet her and she licks stefan's mouth uh and it's the first thing she does god bless her and she whispers in his ear like be careful mrs mr salvatore you're still wearing your date jesus so hot uh and then jill said something that offended us i'm so sorry i ended up really liking her i'm so sorry (laughs) jill would you like to tell the good people who listen to this podcast what you said (laughs) i said who is this allison pill knockoff and then we both yelled, she is my wife. <laughs> to be fair, she does kind of look like Alison Pill. I kind of see it now yeah. that you said it, but like, she is my wife. Show some respect. <laughs> so uh, yeah, she immediately rules. And Stefan's like, who are you? And she like does a sexy like, shh, and like gets out of there. <laughs> uh, dope as hell. So Klaus is like, yeah, Chicago, it was magical. What <laughs> um, we now know he's saying subtextually is, wasn't it cool? My sister wanted to fuck you. <laughs> oh, God, I, I cannot wait to talk more in general in this episode, in future episodes, about Klaus's weird psychosexual thing with Rebecca. I want to talk about it almost exclusively because <laughs> uh, it's insane. And in watching this episode, I remembered how crazy it is every other time and I was like surely like they developed into it as they kind of like discovered this dynamic between the two no they've wanted to fuck the whole time (laughs) he has wanted to fuck her the whole time yes that's what it is he wants to fuck her she not so much with him oh yeah no she has no interest (laughs) she loves him though (laughs) yes which is wild so uh Klaus is like yeah Chicago the best and Stefan's like I guess I'll take your word for it because I again don't remember any of it. Winky winky. It'd be great if I had my memories, you know. Eh, but probably never have those. 
Klaus is like, cool. So we're getting down to business. And Stefan's like, yeah, why am I with you? Uh, we had our fun, which they've had no fun. Uh, <laughs> it's like your footage not found. Yeah, footage truly not found. Like your hybrids failed. Don't you want to move on? And Klaus says, we're going to go see my favorite witch. And if anyone can help me with our hybrid problems, it's her. So that to come. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they don't start having their fun until like this episode or even the next one. <laughs> yeah. And arguably you could say... It's not even that much fun. Right? <laughs> He's still not in it once he starts having fun. <laughs> we go uh, to the Gilberts. Uh, Elena is waking up in bed. Uh. And uh, she's under the uh, impression she's alone. Because why wouldn't she be? Uh, but then who is in her bed but Damon? And she puts her head on his chest. And then suddenly wakes up like fully shocked. And is like, what the fuck? What are you doing in my bed, you man-child? Uh, again, Damon is in a girl's bedroom and doesn't know how to control himself. Because, like, how old are you, dude? Like, 150. What's uh, wrong with him? It is insane. It is really funny. Uh, she's like, it's 6 a.m. This is rude. And uh, Damon says, fine, don't come with me to bring Stefan home. Uh, which is also rude. <laughs> So she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And Damon's like, he's in Chicago. And uh, he won't uh, tell her how you know. He says, he says it came to him in a dream. <laughs> he says, I was naked. You would have loved it. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, and then he uh, also goes through her underwear drawer because he is 13 years old. <laughs> oh, Damon. Damon, Damon, Damon. Uh, Damon is quite a scamp in these episodes. I mean, that's one way to describe him. <laughs> It's uh, he's pretty sure he's quite a scamp in these episodes. Whereas everyone's like, "You're a dick." Everyone's like, "This is wrong to do," and he's like, "Aren't I naughty?" <laughs> um, which is, I'll be honest, kind of a fun look for him sometimes, and sometimes kind of a frustrating look. But mostly, oh, yeah, it's a fun look, but it's it doesn't none of it ends well for him. <laughs> so uh, we go to the cellar, uh, the Forbes cellar, and uh, Caroline is still tied to a chair, uh, asking what the fuck is happening uh, to her dad. And uh, he comes in. There's all this, like, smoke coming through the vents. And he apologizes. He says, I'm sorry this happened to you. He later reveals that they... This is a very old, like, uh, place uh, that the family's had for a long time. And so they're burning Vervain in the vents to keep her weak as a vampire, which I think kind of rules. I mean, yeah, that's uh, pretty inventive. I, I wrote Vervain uh, vapors in my notes. <laughs> and also... This is, uh, yeah, as we call it, uh, the Forbes family torture chamber. Yeah. Um, which again, confirms the Forbes family, they are the cops. <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Christ. It, yeah. uh, it's so crazy, but I'm also just like, this is their family torture chamber, not to differentiate from different families' underground torture bunkers. What a town Mystic Falls is. Jesus Christ. So Bill asks her how she can walk in the sunlight. She is begging to be let go, uh, but he says, just answer me and we'll get on with it. Uh, she indicates her ring and he pulls it off and starts, you know, essentially opening the blinds and explains again that like, this is a Forbes family place. Uh, and it used to be rumored that this area was for unruly prisoners at the jailhouse as if they took them home to torture them. What? Yeah, uh, Forbes family fucking sucks. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he starts opening the curtains on her, uh, making her experience extreme pain whenever he, uh, you know, puts some blood in front of her face. And uh, he says, blood controls you and I'm going to fix you, which no thanks. Uh, yeah. So remember, everyone listening, 
Caroline Trother is a gay man. Mm-hmm. What he mm-hmm. is doing is conversion therapy mm-hmm. on his vampire daughter. Yeah, not good. Not good. Not good, folks. Not good. It's like, again, Candace is so good in this. She's great. But yeah, this is the choice. We finally get uh, the gay dad, and this is the choice. And it's so weird to do a coming out narrative where, like, Caroline is the one to come out. Like, it's just a really, really bizarre choice. It's because, especially since we already had her coming out narrative with her mother. And it was much better. Yeah. And why do we need the opposite side of that with her father, who cannot see the irony at all of anything he's doing, apparently? Yeah, it's and the hypocrisy and and the show actively points it out with Damon. Yeah, when he drops his hard G. Yeah, and it's just it's weird that they know it, want to acknowledge it, and are telling this story because it's really weird to do coming out narratives that aren't about coming out. Like it's not the you know it's it's not like we're not allowed to talk about queer characters anymore, and it's not like other shows weren't doing it. So it's. It's just really strange. It's like, it's um, like Jeff Davis said something about Teen Wolf a lot of the time where like Teen Wolf is also like a coming out metaphor about a straight kid. And I'm like, why isn't he gay then? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised it goes this long to, to mention Jeff Davis. Yeah. Sorry to <laughs> brought the mood down. That's because every time we bring up Teen Wolf, I'm like, let's not talk about Teen Wolf. Sorry. Uh, it's just uh, like, I mean, and, and that is obviously like a very much like a post Vampire Diaries show. Like, even though I think, you know, they had some overlap, like it's more of a reaction to it. Yeah. In terms of like the marketplace it was sold into. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like, I mean, what other shows are on right now? Like Gossip Girl, like would have an occasional gay character. <laughs> What were what were uh, the Vampire Diaries other contemporaries on TV right now? Two thousand eleven, like Ringer. <laughs> I mean, that did have secret lesbians, uh, for which we are all appreciative. Like, did Ringer have gays? I only watched the pilot. <laughs> Sur- surprise lesbians! It was a twist. Oh, fun! Uh, Heart of Dixie, nine oh two one oh. Yes, uh, they actually had a very good coming out story with Trevor Donovan's character. Uh, as much as Trevor Donovan's a psychopath on Twitter. Uh, he had a good storyline in 90210. Uh, Secret Circle, uh, Nikita, and obviously Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Supernatural uh, has like one canonical gay and it's Felicia Day, right? Yeah. Cool. We've discussed enough of the queer landscape. Uh, it seems like we were far enough along that this uh, wasn't quite enough. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so uh, now we're in Damon's car. Uh, Damon and Elena are in road trip mode, which, as we've established, is a very good mode for them. Mm-hmm. Damon is uh, making fun of her and her necklace, and she's like, "I hope we find him because it'd be su- it would suck if the last thing we had of his was that shitty necklace." <laughs> <laughs> and she says, "It's an antique, Damon, like you." <laughs> I love them. <laughs> if only she knew how antique it was. <laughs> Between the last episode we recorded and this one, I was thinking about it and I was like, uh, Damon and Elena are best when they're both acting like they're 12 years old. <laughs> their relationship works the best when both of their like ids are just smashing up against each other and they're like fighting and reacting to each other and having fun. And it's this. So I think this is yeah. like maybe my favorite Damon and Elena period in the show ever. Yeah, this really works. I, I appreciate it. 
Yeah, they're uh, really, really fun. Uh, he gives her one of Stefan's old vampire diaries. After he reads it while driving. <laughs> he does. It's crazy. Like, in terms of how much uh, reflexes and awareness he has, like, in Twilight, they play vampires as, like, weird gods who can see the code in the matrix so edward cullen can 100 percent read a book while driving uh, but i don't know if damon is pitched to have the same abilities so it is very weird to see him do that yeah but uh, elena insists that she's seen stefan in his darkest periods so she can handle it girl you have not <laughs> i love how 18 years old elena is here she's like i've seen a lot of things okay <laughs> Yes, girl, you have seen a lot of things, but you have not seen Stefan at his worst. Yeah. Uh, so Damon's like, oh, cool. You've seen a lot of things. Here's one from March 12th of 1922. I've blacked out days. I wake up in strangers' blood in places I don't recognize with women I don't remember. <laughs> Proving his point that uh, maybe it's a little wilder than she might admit to herself. Makes a joke about uh, not believing that Stefan's not a virgin. Uh, and um, he... <laughs> Uh, Elena does not want to hear this anymore, so he tells her to uh, tell him if he sees a if she sees a Florida plate. <laughs> and uh, we go back to the twenties, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Stefan and Rebecca have like a little fight because he and his boys are carousing too loudly. Stefan has boys, you guys. Stefan's boys. I was yelling. Yeah, he's hanging out with a couple rowdy boys. <laughs> And Rebecca gets really mad and uh, she like runs up to him and Stefan is like so charmed by her, even though he's being like a huge scoundrel. And he's like, are you ever going to tell me your name? And she's like, sure, when you earn it. Hot. Uh, And it's very hot. They're really hot together. When he says, I'm so sorry, sweetheart, am I, are we offending you? I'm like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) It's the worst because it's like very patronizing and sexist. (laughs) But But also... Real hot. <laughs> We're the worst. We are very bad. We have we purely only enjoy Stefan at his absolute worst. It's not only but really enjoy Stefan at his absolute worst. It's so good. The thing is, he wasn't bad enough for me. I wanted more. <laughs> wow. I mean, at this moment or in this ep- entire episode, we were like, he's just not bad enough. No, this this moment. Okay. Okay. He was just being rowdy with his boys at this moment. Yeah, he was like your yeah. regular frat bro. Too Tylery for you? What? <laughs> Not Tylery enough. Not Tyler enough. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Although I could actually also imagine Trevino like doing the same scene, and it'd be really cool and hot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, I would w- strong agree. <laughs> it'd be very cool and hot. <laughs> I uh, write about TV for a living, and and you write about how hot and cool it is. <laughs> So back to present day, uh, Klaus and Stefan are sitting at the empty bar and Klaus is like, yeah, it looks familiar, doesn't it? And Stefan is like, oh, wow, I can't believe this place is still here. And he kind of seems like he's maybe perking up a little bit, like something is like nostalgic in a pleasant way for him, mm-hmm. uh, which is new for, for, for old Steve. <laughs> yeah. And again, Klaus is not, not just like giving him the information he needs. Not like remember. So uh, Stefan's still like, well, I don't remember anything else. <laughs> but he does remember Gloria, the singer. Yeah. So Gloria comes in. She has aged, but uh, not the appropriate like eighty years it should have been. <laughs> um, and Stefan's like, holy shit, shouldn't you be? And she's like, yeah, old in bed. But if I die, who's gonna run this place, huh? Which is like so like old twenties movie of her, which rolls. <laughs> yeah, 
she says it's because she's a witch. It's a little bit of some herbs. I'm like, she's into herbs because herbs were something that was important to her in the second episode too. She does. Yeah, she does really hit home the herbs. Uh, But yeah, it's really cool. She's managed to like slow her aging process down, which is very cool. And she also owns the place now, which good for her. Yes, very good for her. And now it's called Gloria's. Good. As it should be. Yeah. Um, Klaus tells her she looks really hot. And uh, he is like, I'm not interested in you charming me. I know you're here to make more hybrids. And he's like, so what am I doing wrong? I broke the curse. And Stefan's like, uh-huh, you sure did. I loved when you broke the curse. and how Because <laughs> um, he's very smooth. <laughs> Uh, and Gloria's like, well, obviously you did something wrong. Every spell is a loophole, but that curse is old. Uh, to figure it out, we'd have to contact the witch who created it. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Uh, Klaus says that's kind of hard because that was the original witch and she's dead. Whoops. Yikes. So Gloria's like, yeah, I'm aware. But for me to contact her, I will need Rebecca's help. So uh, Stefan sees a photo on the wall that he pulls off. And Klaus is like, Rebecca's preoccupied. Next. And Gloria's <laughs> like, no, next. It's Rebecca. I need Rebecca. Um, And then Stefan is like, what the fuck is this photo? And it turns out he has a photo of him and Klaus, like arm in arm. Being buddies. Yeah. Being bros. And Klaus's response, of course, is that Chicago is a magical place. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, Jesus, you are extra. I mean, but Morgan, Chicago is a magical place. I haven't been, but I hear the beans great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to fight the bean when this is all over. <laughs> uh, so then uh, we go over to a voicemail that uh, Liz is leaving Caroline. She's like, hey, it's me. Like, I haven't seen you in a while. Um, uh, I remember we're supposed to, like, have lunch so you could tell me not to work so hard. Aww. Uh, and that is really concerning. But luckily, Tyler is on the case. Phew. Detective Tyler on the case, Jill. My man. Mm. I think he was a Forbes with all that uh, detective work he does. He's um, more government work. He has to do more. You're so right. Oh my god. Uh, so then uh, we're back in the cellar. We're back doing the torture. Uh, and Caroline is begging uh, for the torture to stop. And she like says that she doesn't hurt anyone. And she swears she can handle all the urges. But uh, Bill's like, if you could handle it, that this wouldn't happen. And he, you know, puts a blood bag in front of her face. And, you know, she gets the horny eyes. And she like apologizes profusely. But she's like, I'm starving. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm conditioning you to asso- associate vampirism with pain. So soon, like the thought of human blood will make you repress your vampire instincts completely. Uh, gross. No, thank you. Don't love that. Yeah, it's in case you guys still can't get the analogy. Mm-hmm. It's all there. Um, and also, you know, Caroline says, "Daddy, you can't change who I am." Mm-hmm. And uh, let's just be happy that this uh, exists pre uh, that I can't change song. <laughs> Because uh, if if it exists at the time, that would be in this episode, and I would be furious. Oh, God. Are you referring to Same Love by Macklemore? Yes. Or or the original, uh, She Keeps Me Warm, which uh, played in um, the the Catherine Heigl lesbian film, uh, Jenny's Wedding, many, many times. (laughs) More than once? Yes. Oh, uh, no. It's a bad movie. (laughs) 
too many times. Ooh. If you ever want to see um, Catherine Heigl and Alexis Bedell as a lesbian couple, Ooh. that's the movie to watch. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. Should we have a, a, a Jenny's wedding viewing party? This I'm like, maybe we should do. <laughs> <laughs> it's It has absolutely nothing to do with this show, but maybe we should. We also have a gummer in this movie. Grace Gummer uh, plays Catherine Heigl's sister. Oh it's my god! She's not the lesbian. Despite <laughs> the storyline with how she hates her husband. Oh uh, god! Uh, I buy Grace Gummer as a lesbian more than I buy Catherine Heigl as a lesbian. Is all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Oh my god. So um, I can't change even if <laughs> I tried. So, anyways. In Chicago, uh, Elena and Damon are walking around in this apartment complex, and Elena's like, why did Stefan choose to live here? <laughs> it's like, Elena, some people live in apartments. Fuck off. Uh, she's, very, she's a wealthy girl who can survive having no guardian or parents, and she can still pay for things. I know. my it was. I had a similar experience with my dear, dear nieces, who I love very much, who were like, six and seven at the time but they walked into my apartment and they looked at me and they said so like when are you gonna get a real house <laughs> and i was like you just got sons jesus I was like uh plenty of, a lot of people my age live in apartments so. why are you poor morgan it was uh rough and uh michael laughed really hard <laughs> and I was just speechless and I was like well maybe if I lived in Arizona I could afford a fucking house guy. <laughs> I could um, but anyways Elena uh, check your privilege <laughs> uh, so Damon makes this joke about how there used to be an all girls high school around the corner but it shut down due to attendance issues <laughs> I mean, quote unquote joke, like that's what happened. Jesus Christ. But also, like, from the exterior and even like inside, the apartment doesn't seem in a bad neighborhood or anything bad. It seems like it's again, she's just objecting to the fact that it's an apartment, which Rick has an apartment, so. I mean, well, Rick's a mess. <laughs> You're right, Rick's a garbage person, you know, the only kind of person that lives in an apartment. You know it. <laughs> Garbage people unite. Uh, good God. Uh, so Elena's like, you can't scare me into giving up on Stefan. And Damon's like, whatever. <laughs> He's like, hey, let me scare you into giving up on Stefan. So uh, he shows off Stefan's apartment, which looks uh, normal but dusty. But he shows this secret panel next to the refrigerator. Uh, and it is like this little prohibition closet uh, for liquor. And Elena's like, yeah, he hid his alcohol in the 20s. What a monster. Uh, but Damon's like, look harder. And she sees that there's this big old list of names that starts with Giuseppe Salvatore. <laughs> Giuseppe. That's a Giuseppe. Um, and Elena's like, oh, shit. This is a list of all his victims. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm, love the serial killer vibes. So good. <laughs> you're like, now you're warming up to Steve again. <laughs> oh my god. So uh, Damon's like making fun of her and he's like, are you still handling it? Which, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, and Elena immediately fires back, what were you doing in the 1920s? Paving the way for women's liberation. <laughs> Damon says, I was around. <laughs> Idiot. 
Which reminds me of one of my favorite jokes about 30 Rock, which is when Tracy Jordan insists that Coolio has disappeared and Liz yells, Coolio's around! (laughs) Uh, Which I think about, again, all the time. Uh, And David's like, Chicago's a really big city. Like, Stefan was a cocky ripper douche, but I can avoid him and still indulge in a few Daisy Buchanans of my own. Ew. (laughs) So weird. (laughs) That's a little dweeb in the 20s. Let's, Let's not kid ourselves. Fucking David continuing to climb up on his high horse because he murdered less. <laughs> We're not getting a flashback of David in the 20s. He was probably, uh, like, he wasn't the one having fun, unfortunately, at the cool bar. Oh my god. Um, I'm genuinely struggling to remember what Damon was doing for the 1920s and if it was ever canonically established, and uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know if it was past this, but him being around. Because like, Gloria knows him, so I guess he went to the speakeasy sometimes, but, like, when? yeah. Like, how did he never meet Klaus? Uh, yeah, the thing, so, um, it clearly, th- there was the raid, but the raid was only to find um, Klaus and Rebecca anyway, so I maybe it got back into business, you know? Yeah. And maybe he was hanging out then, because, like, it seemed like Stefan was there all the time. Yeah, but and also, it's kind of unclear uh, how long the period of time over which uh, he spent with Klaus and Rebecca was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was like, was Damon gone for, like, the month? And then, or was, or was it a really long time that they didn't interact? Yeah. But uh, Damon says they're going to go to his old stomping ground, uh, like, or Damon's going to go to the old stomping ground. And Elena immediately volunteers to come with him because she wants the D. And Damon's like, no, you stay here and whip up an actual plan. I'll come back when I find him, which is interesting of him to admit that he's shitty at plans. <laughs> and out he goes. Uh, so then we're back with Stefan and Klaus. Stefan is still like very, uh, surprised by this photo that he doesn't remember being in (laughs) and he's like why don't i remember you and klaus is like yeah you said it yourself that time uh you had a lot of gaps in your memory (laughs) i was like i still won't tell you why you don't remember me prank sinatra (laughs) so stefan's like why didn't you tell me you knew me and klaus is like i'm kind of busy (laughs) it's okay just way to neg him uh stefan is like what the fuck is happening answer me and klaus is like whatever let's just say we didn't like get along at first because i hated you and i'm like okay enemies to lovers (laughs) 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 fucking do it put it on the list (laughs) they are very gay in this episode and i wish that they uh just would have kissed i think rebecca would have gone into a jealous rampage I, I'm weirdly like because of Klaus's weird like psychosexual desire to fuck his sister I'm like is his perfect state in a thruple with his sister like because honestly there is a character in the originals that uh, could also uh, be the third point in that triangle that Stefan is here yep <laughs> like I think that's actually Klaus's ideal state like I think it is <laughs> oh, that's an even weirder relationship too yeah, I think that, like, Klaus literally, like, wants to be in a throuple with his sister. <laughs> and in this TED Talk, <laughs> I will prove it. <laughs> um, so, anyways, back in the 20s, uh, Stefan and Rebecca are carousing. Uh, he is very entranced by her necklace, which is fucking Elena's necklace. Mm-hmm. And Joe was like, what the fuck, Steve? You gave Elena another girl's necklace? <laughs> Shitty move on his part. <laughs> Dirty dog. <laughs> uh, so, um, actually, it's it's oddly weirder that he gave it to her, given that he has no memory of what it's from. <laughs> like, why keep it? He's just like, oh, this old-ass necklace is appearing in my pocket. 
like kind Let of a, keep it for years and years. Kind of a dope necklace to hang on to for almost a century. <laughs> he was on the floor. He's like, "Well, this seems cool. I should keep this just in case." Fucking Stefan carrying that necklace in his hope chest for eighty years. These <laughs> <laughs> boys are weird. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, so Rebecca's like, "Oh, this old thing. A witch gave it to me. It's supposed to be magical." Uh, and Stefan is eating out of the palm of her hand. He's like, "Is it magical?" <laughs> and she's like, "Well, it brought me love, didn't it?" Dang, they're cute. They are. And I just wanted to see them fuck on a table. <laughs> they are real hot. Uh, so uh, Klaus arrives and he's like, hey, Rebecca, we're leaving. Uh, don't fuck this dude. <laughs> and Rebecca's like, don't grab me, please. <laughs> um, which is a recurring theme. Uh, yeah. and- that's the Rebecca I know. That's the Rebecca I know and love. Uh, Stefan's like, who the fuck is this dude who wants to fuck you? <laughs> and Rebecca's like, don't, he'll kill you. Uh, which, again, this, like, like the 20s was a perfect time to pick. They could have picked, you know, like, any time. But the 20s is perfect for this because it does feel like an old silent movie uh, with lots of, like, secret drinking and stuff like that. What's better for a vampire thing? Why aren't there more prohibition vampires? Feels like a good metaphor. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not necessarily, I'm not angry about it. I'm just wondering. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, we need more prohibition vampires. We need more Renaissance vampires, uh, as we've discussed. Yes. Um, a friend of mine pointed out that Underworld does kind of have Renaissance vampires, and I feel bad for forgetting. Aw. But it's okay. So anyways, Klaus uh, is like, oh, this is the famous Stefan. And I was like, are you going to give another speech about him? <laughs> but he does not he just says you're right he does have funny hair <laughs> uh which is mean and rebecca's like whatever if you want to go then go i'm not your girlfriend <laughs> and <laughs> says, no you're my sister <laughs> your um, sister rebecca, rebecca. And he's like, and that means you have to do what i say and i'm like jesus <laughs> calm down this <laughs> is a bad sibling <laughs> Yeah, he's a bad, uh, bad dude, bad brother, bad friend. Um, I really think he's only good at breaking bottles. <laughs> so then we like that is our official reveal that Rebecca is Klaus's sister. Um, I don't know, Jill. You kind of knew this was coming. Were you excited to you know meet another original? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank you for being honest. Yeah. I mean, she, uh, I, yeah, she ended up being really cool, but at first I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> no, you're right, the third one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you're excited to see, like, original Smurfette. <laughs> <laughs> There's one girl. <laughs> we, we got, we got the reference, Morgan. Oh, thank you, guys. Uh <laughs> Um, but yeah, I love Rebecca. I think she's great. I wish, um, looking back, I wish they had had another sister. <laughs> I think that would have been nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, so anyways, we, uh, go back to present day Chicago and Stefan's like, oh, so I knew another original vampire. <laughs> and why can't I remember this? <laughs> yeah. And Klaus is like, if you can't handle it, then don't ask. And I'm like, Jesus, Klaus. 
calm down. And uh, Stefan uh, opens a coffin and there is Rebecca lying daggered. She looks very gray and uh, she's wearing like a flapper dress. Uh, so intent. Klaus, uh, you know, touches his sister's face while she sleeps. Um, <laughs> Jeremy Gilbert, Klaus does not know how to touch his sister. Uh, and Stefan's like, well, I don't recognize her. And Klaus says, don't tell her that Rebecca's temper is worse than mine. And he undaggers her, which is fun. Yeah, uh, that's our first line of Klaus also uh, bitching about how uh, Rebecca is such a whiny brat. (laughs) (laughs) It's really funny. And I do want to talk about that later in the scene where she gets pissy about it, because I think it's such good sibling stuff. Yeah. But also, like, dude, you are the original whiny brat. Yes! You can't truly cannot get on anyone's case about it. Seriously. <laughs> so Klaus says, um, as we're transitioning back to the 20s, that he learned some of his favorite tricks from Stefan, which is uh, interesting. So uh, back in the 20s, we're uh, sitting at the bar. Um, I can't remember if it's this scene specifically, but the boys both have vests in various scenes. <laughs> and I gotta say, loved the vests. <laughs> Yeah, you were uh, all about the best, and you're like, is Vicky here? <laughs> Look, I'm pro-vests on the Vampire Diaries, and you can quote me on that. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, when they're sitting at a table, and uh, Klaus is uh, interrogating him. I think one of them. I think he is in a vest in the scene. Yes, yeah, so Klaus is definitely in a vest. Yeah, so Klaus is like, what makes you worthy of an original? <laughs> Good God. Um, he's like, she's a pure vampire and you're more, no more than a deluded bloodline. Jesus. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yikes o'clock. It's very Aryan of you. <laughs> I don't love it. Uh, and neither does Rebecca. She's like, don't listen. Nick's an elitist, which I love that she calls him Nick. It yes. rules. <laughs> I really I appreciate that, and I actually that makes it. I really like when uh, at the, near the end, Steph, uh, Stefan calls him Nick, also, which means like mm-hmm. that's how close they got. Mm-hmm. Like Rebecca's the only one who ever calls him Nick, and because they all met together, like they have this different conception of each other, which is really fun, and it's also like just such easy writing. Mm-hmm. It's such a great thing to prove, like that fundamentally getting his memories back has changed his take on Klaus. I love it. So, like, Stefan's like, okay, where's the rest of your family? And Klaus says, well, I killed most of them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Stefan's like, hey, Rebecca, you good with that? <laughs> and she's like, we had a chance to choose sides, and I chose the right one. Eventually. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> it's like every sentence gets more yikes. <laughs> uh, so this guy. Klaus, Klaus, Klaus. Klaus is yikes. Uh, how are you enjoying all of these yikeses in a row for Klaus, Jill? Is he uh, bad enough for you? Yeah, I really like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I'm so happy. It really works for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. Um, so uh, this guy shows up and he's like, hey, you know, you, uh, you're, you're trying to get my wife. <laughs> Where's my wife? Where's my wife? And Stefan's like, your wife is literally there. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. We'll leave. And Stefan's like, nope, I think I'll do a bit of torture. <laughs> and he makes this man drink his wife's blood. This, this man, Liam Grant, and Stefan's saying Liam Grant, uh, oh, medicine is hot. <laughs> Very hot. Um, he, uh, it is really cool. Liam Grant is pretty fucking brave because he's being like told to drink blood under mind control, and he still is like "fuck you" like to Stefan, which rules. 
Yeah, poor Liam Grant, but, uh, you know, he, he did what he had to do. Mm-hmm. So then uh, back in Chicago, Klaus finishes relaying that story and was like, I thought you were so cool. <laughs> I was your biggest fan. And Stephanie's <laughs> like, why should I believe you? <laughs> Uh, and then Klaus like compels this guy who's like a guard at the warehouse where they woke Rebecca up. And he's like, when she wakes up, tell her to meet us at Gloria's and give her like all of your blood and let her feed until you die. Uh, okay, fun. <laughs> uh, so Stefan's like, what the fuck are you doing? And Klaus is like, look, you think I'm lying, but we knew each other and you trust me with one of your secrets. And now I'm going to prove it to you because we're going to your old apartment. Oh, yeah. And uh, yikes, that's where uh, Elaine and Damon are. Whoops. Well, Damon's actually now at Glorious. Yes, which we reveal now. Uh, Damon uh, sees Gloria and is so excited to see Gloria, which rules. Mm. He's like, if I'd known you were going to age like this, I would have hung around. <laughs> and she's like, oh, thank God you're here. I always liked you better. <laughs> Team Damon, Gloria is. Truly. Uh, so Damon's like, oh, shit, you've seen Stefan. He's like, yeah, with Klaus, which is a pretty bad combo. Um, and she says she knows that they'll be back tonight uh, and because they're out running a little errand for her. And he's like, don't be a tease. What kind of errand? And she, you know, tries to make the moves. Uh, but she is not interested in his moves. She's like, you might be cute, but you're still a vampire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, so Elaine is in Stefan's old apartment on his bed reading his diary. Um, it's April of 1922 and Stefan's like talking about how long it takes Lexi to like fully rehabilitate him. So we, we read entries from April of uh, 1922, June of 1924 and 1935 by 1935, like the cravings are around, but it's easier. And Lexi is now onto her next project, which is getting me to laugh. Excuse Aww. me. I have to go weep. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta weep over Lexi once again. And you would think Elena would take from this, holy shit, it took a very long time to get Stefan back. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does not take this lesson from the vampire diary. <laughs> Pesky Elena. So then uh, who arrives at the apartment but Klaus and Stefan? Uh, <laughs> yikes. Elena uh, scrambles into the hidden room and Klaus is like, remember your friend like Liam Grant who drank his wife's blood? I was really curious why you asked his name and then you told me your little secret that was all part of your special ritual and then Elena's like, oh right, the list of names to my immediate right. That's what they're here to look at. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> and Stefan's like, oh, right. You know that I write all the names down. And Klaus is like, yeah, you do it to relive the kill over and over again. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it, it's a kind of a, I guess, a twist that it's not like because he feels bad or he's like that. It's like, no, he's reliving it because uh, he's insane. Yikes. <laughs> bad so boy. good. So good. <laughs> Just like, yes. Massive amounts of killing he's doing isn't enough. He has to be spending all his non-killing time remembering the killing. <laughs> Yikes. Jill's, Jill's never been prouder of him. It's Jill. so good. So good. David could never, honestly. Mm-hmm. David wouldn't have the patience. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Uh, so Stefan walks in and immediately sees Elena and they stare at each other. Holy shit. It's a tense scene. This is where I wrote, they are looking respectfully in my notes. 
Um, having pretty recently listened to our first episode, I have to reaffirm our initial belief. They are very good at looking at each other. <laughs> so then Stefan uh, breaks the silence by shouting, look what I found. And uh, we are all very worried for a moment. But then it turns out he's like, I found old scotch. Let's do this thing. And Klaus is like, cool, let's go find someone to pair it with. And I'm like, I get it. You're a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Extra ass. Bitch. Morgan, are you sure you get it? No. I can't give you a couple more hints. You see, he's a vampire. No, I mean, I'm not so sure of that. I mean, he's also a werewolf. He's a, he's a hybrid, you see. Oh, and even hybrid. <laughs> so we cut to our next scene, which is uh, Damon finally coming home. And Elena's like, fucking finally, I called you an hour ago. Elena's been holding the vervain dart since Stefan left, which is actually very smart. Yes, uh, very wise. Uh, Damon uh, tosses her a bag because he went shopping for her. <laughs> Excuse me? He spent an hour shopping for Elena. I, we're going to need to talk about this when we talk about her outfit. So Elena's like, what the fuck? I told you that I was practically discovered by Klaus and you're worried about what I'm wearing. And Damon fires right back with like, I had an hour where I like freaked the fuck out and I processed it. And now I'm here and I can't talk about it. (laughs) Yikes. We are talking about a very extreme level of emotions here. (laughs) He must really like her. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Elaine is like, oh, okay. Yeah. And he he does like, he like immediately gets more earnest and is like, are you all right? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. He's like, okay, good. Cool. Because I don't care what either. Uh, get dressed. <laughs> that's uh, a demo. Road trippy and gross. <laughs> that classic good Salvatore lying. <laughs> Uh, so Elaine is like, you know where he's going to be. And Damon's like, yeah, he's going to be with Klaus. So I'll distract Klaus and you'll deal with Stefan. I'm probably only going to be able to get you like five minutes. Uh, but please tell me you can do it. And Elena is very confident in herself. She says she can. Oh, girl, you are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Buckle in, baby. <laughs> girl, did, you, did you think that Elena w- would be able to get through to Stefan at all? No, I've been waiting for him to threaten her for a while now. I know. You are a warped woman. (laughs) Listen, I don't encourage this in my real life, but when I'm watching something, (laughs) I need the drama. You have written in the chat in all caps, he needs to threaten her. (laughs) And and I have, and and I cackled. (laughs) This is one of the most gill takes. You're like, it's the only way she'll understand. <laughs> it is. I don't disagree. I just, I, I love it. <laughs> um, and, and you're correct. <laughs> yeah, stop booing me. I'm right. <laughs> uh, since you are not a landlord, I will allow you to say that. <laughs> um so uh then we go to Gloria's and she's like, okay, cool, where's Rebecca? Remember that I asked for her? <laughs> and Klaus is like, now you calm down. <laughs> I she's gonna come here. And then uh he's kind of looking over at Stefan who's moping and he's like, Come on, I thought you loved Chicago. <laughs> like, it's magical. It's magical. <laughs> and Stefan's like, look, you just told me that you wanted to be my friend because you liked the way I tortured. Um, no thanks. 
<laughs> and Klaus is like, well, that was only half of it. And Stefan's like, what was the other half? He's like, the other half is that you used to want to be my wingman. Mm-hmm. Which uh, kind of rules. So we go to the 20s. Klaus and Stefan are drinking in the corner and Stefan is like in the middle of a rant and he's like, here's the thing, they're jealous. Your family wants you dead because they can never be what you are. And Klaus is like, be like, what? Like an abomination? And <laughs> Stefan's like, no, a king. Stefan is like coked up right now. <laughs> he is coked up right now, but also boy corner. This is yeah. boy corner. <laughs> this is 100% boy corner. They are in boy corner. <laughs> And they are hyping each other up. I can't believe Stefan literally calls Klaus a king. Incredible. They're also, like, it's it's boy corner and orphans corner. They bond over being orphans. It's, and then they, and here's the third thing they bond over. Their shared interests. Klaus is like, so my sister likes you. <laughs> and he's like, but like, she doesn't do anything half speed. And that includes falling in love. So be careful because bitches be crazy. Mm-hmm. And they laugh together because bitches be crazy. <laughs> and Stefan's like, thank you for the advice. Bitches do be crazy. And then Klaus uh, takes a abrupt left turn and says, and when the moment comes that my sister eventually leaves you, she can't help it. It's just who she is. Don't let your heart do anything stupid. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, he does not have a very high opinion of Rebecca at all. <laughs> he, he does not. Uh, this is also uh, the scene I mentioned where Stefan calls him Nick. And I'm like, mm-hmm. aw. Yes. Yeah, he's like, you're a good friend, Nick. I'm glad I met you. Aw, <laughs> it's sweet, even though they're both monsters. I know, so in the present day, Klaus and Stefan uh, toast to friendship, and uh, Stefan clearly kind of, like, doesn't know how to feel and how much to believe. So then we go back to the cellar, and uh, Bill is doing some more torture. And he's like, hey, you know, when Carol Lockwood called and told me about you, I sat down and cried. Ugh. Um, again, I try. So Carolyn's like, I've learned to adapt. I don't mean to be fixed. Like, there's nothing to fix. And uh, Bill's like, Look, I've always taught, like, told you to try your best. And I need you to try your best now and like resist your bloodlust. But um, she's like, I, I can't. I'm starving. And she just yells, like, You know, this isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, it has to work because it's the only option. Because if I don't save you, I have to kill you. No, thanks. That is incorrect. Like, fuck the fuck off. And uh, Caroline, you know, she apologizes. She says she's so sorry. And Bill's like, well, the sun's gone down. So maybe we can try again tomorrow. You don't want to hang out with your daughter, like, and maybe try to talk to her. You're just like, well... The torture is over, so I gotta go. Piece of shit. So uh, he can fuck right off. Then uh, he leaves and is promptly held at gunpoint by Liz Forbes. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God for her being a gun girl. <laughs> yeah, and Bill's like, put the gun down. And she's like, no, I'm a gun girl. Uh, and he like implores uh, his ex-wife to trust that he's doing the right thing. And he's like, let me do this, not because she's a monster, but because we love her. But instead, she uh, whistles for her backup. Tyler <laughs> and uh, Tyler runs down the stairs and uh, he opens the door to the cellar with a flourish. <laughs> 
uh, yeah, it's a very dramatic door opening. <laughs> and he uh, rushes in and uh, starts uh, breaking Caroline's chains with his hands. And he gives her her ring back and he carries her out. Jill, thoughts? Uh, 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 <laughs> I love that wow. so much. I love one man. And it is Tyler Lockwood. Um, Amazing. And when he Every puts time. the ring on, he's like kind of kneeling. And I was like, oh, it's like a proposal. <laughs> Yeah, I was wondering if you were going to address uh, that part. I, of course I would. Um, uh, that is what my dreams are made of. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you got that. Um, so then uh, Stefan's like, hey, so if we were best friends, why do I only remember you as the hybrid dick who sacrificed my girlfriend at an altar of fire? <laughs> Pretty good question. Uh, and Klaus is like, well, that's because all good things must come to an end. Boo, 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 flashback. <laughs> Thank you, Morgan. <laughs> so uh, Rebecca and Stefan are dancing, and they are cute as hell. Uh, and then uh, the cute moment is ruined by, uh, oh, no, in addition to this cute moment, Klaus is watching them and smiling, and the throuple energy is strong. Yeah. Then he sees something. And he turns around and then suddenly bullets are flying everywhere and uh, everybody's hiding and Stefan realizes they're wooden bullets, which means whoever is firing this, like, knows there are vampires here. And Rebecca is very horrified because that means he's here. And this Mm -hmm. is when I sigh very loudly. Oh, yes. uh, (laughs) The the chaser becomes the chase. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, so <laughs> fair, very fair criticism. Yeah. Uh, we'll see, we'll see if you like, uh, if you feel that the way they executed is different enough. But, uh, Stefan's like, what the fuck? He? And, um, like, R- Rebecca, uh, drops her necklace as she, as she runs. And he's trying to crouch down and get it. But Klaus is like, look, I'm really sorry, but the fun has to end here. And he compels him to forget him and Rebecca until he says otherwise. You never knew us, Stefan. And he says, thank you. I had forgotten what it was like to have a brother. Aww. That's nice. That is nice. And I guess, like, it does make sense he would not bring Stefan along because as much as he liked Stefan, Stefan was clearly very impulsive and the worst person to bring along when you're running with for your life. And what I, what I appreciate is he clearly was like, I'll, he like created this loophole within the compulsion where he's like, you're allowed to remember when I want you to. So like, I, I appreciate the idea that he's like, I'm going to try to come back for you. Cause obviously this relationship's valuable to me. Uh, and I think that kind of rules. Yeah. I wonder if that is something Klaus has done with other vampires in other places, or if that's just what he did with stuff, even like more of like a working, like base level Alliance relationship that he might yeah. not want to rebuild. Like, I wonder if he does that. He's a, you know, mysterious man. That's for sure. Also, I uh, am, the way that Klaus watches Stefan and Rebecca is insane. (laughs) Yes, it is. Uh, It's like he watched Stephen R. McQueen's scenes with uh, Nina Dormammu. He's like, I can do that, but more. (laughs) (laughs) I am, it's insane because I'm just like, are Rebecca and Stefan just like, porn for klaus like he he treats them as if they exist for him which is i think an interesting piece of the way joseph morgan plays this character in general like as this like incredibly self-centered like mythic being where he i think he assumes that people are conspiring against him because he assumes that everyone's thinking about him all the time yeah 
Exactly. So he's like, if you're thinking about me all the time, I'm too insecure to believe that you might like me. So therefore, I must believe you all hate me and are plotting against me. Yep. Um, which is such a weird complex to have. <laughs> uh, but is a really fascinating one that they explore with him. Yeah. Uh, and this, but but it's interesting to see him here because he's so at ease in these flashbacks, like with Stefan and Rebecca. Like it, it clearly was a really happy time for both of them, even if there were things about it that were uh, very fucked up. Yeah. Which is interesting. That's good. Back in the present day, Stefan's like, oh shit, you compelled me to forget. And he's like, yeah, it was time for us to move on and it was better to have a clean slate, which makes it clear that he is lying. <laughs> so Stefan uh, picks up on that immediately and is like, sounds like you're running from someone in class. Is like, nope, 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 bye. <laughs> Uh, and then who appears but Damon? And Stefan's like, fuck, I need another drink. A real drink. Whoa. <laughs> um, we get it. You're a vampire. Uh, so um, then uh, Stefan goes and talks to Damon outside. And Stefan's like, what the fuck are you doing? And Damon's like, what the fuck are you doing? You need to pick a lane. Are you good or bad? <laughs> he is one to talk. I love that he's like, stay in your lane so that I can be bad. <laughs> Like, it's it's so funny because, like, Damon doesn't necessarily have to be good because Stefan is is bad. He, like, feels this need to, like, balance the scales entirely <laughs> with his brother. And that is so bizarre. Like, their oil and water dynamic is, like, something that's so fascinating. Like, when one of them goes bad, the other one tends to have to be extra good. And I, uh, I love that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Damon's like, what the fuck? Stay in your lane. And Stefan's like, Klaus almost saw Elena today. You need to get her the fuck out of this city. And Damon's like, she's not going to leave because she's obsessed with you. She really is. Yeah. And Stefan's like, but but you don't understand. It's like more dangerous. She's the key to everything. Klaus cannot know that she's alive. And Damon tries to ask some questions about this. And Stefan explains she was supposed to die in the sacrifice and she didn't. And now Klaus can't make hybrids. Like his witch is a second away from figuring that out. You need to tell Elena to go home and forget about me. And then who is over to the side, but someone. And Damon's like, tell her yourself. It's Elena. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> she is in a uh, like a teal striped dress with a braided belt. <laughs> it looks like it came straight out of a Coles ad. Did, did David go to Coles? <laughs> it is such a Coles ad. I did not rush um, sororities while I was in college, but I bet this was a very popular sorority like rush outfit. <laughs> Mm. the the dress with the sweetheart neckline and braided belt <laughs> um my uh my dad was like you should rush a sorority because uh, i was in a fraternity in college and i was like i totally will and then literally my second day of college i realized i didn't have to do with my what my parents wanted me to do anymore <laughs> and I, was like, oh, I don't want to do that even a little bit like i don't even want to try it <laughs> It was my hugest act of rebellion. I was like, oh, wait, I have no interest in that. And therefore, I don't have to try it. <laughs> um, cool. Like, uh, I can't change. <laughs> I did. I'm, I, look, me and, me and Caroline uh, have a very similar relationship with our dads. <laughs> we both can't change, even if we try. 
so uh, then we kind of like enter into this uh, sequence where we're cl- cutting between Klaus Damon scenes and Stefan Elena scenes, and it rules. Yes, it's awesome. This kind of becomes like the Vampire Diaries huge superpower, like this scene, and I honestly think like forever. It's the ability to cut between two really fun things. Uh, and I find it to be like very Star Warsy in that way, and that it's like a franchise that lives off the charisma of actors and the fun world that it's built that is like constantly building dynamics that can mix up. Yeah. Uh, and I love it. And this director, uh, Chris Gris- uh, Grismer, this was his first episode he directed, actually. Then he went on to direct a bunch of uh, episodes of Vampire Diaries uh, and a bunch of uh, the originals and some of Legacies. So Yeah, okay. that's a, I've seen that name a lot. So yeah, this is a really impressive looking episode. And I also think the neck, they're both really impressively scripted. But uh, this is so much fun. Uh, Klaus sees Damon and immediately is like, oh, they've opened the doors to the riffraff. To which Damon replies, oh, honey, I've been called worse. And I was like, honey? Um, okay. Uh, so dropping a hard G and then calling a man honey. It's a complicated episode for Damon. Well, the, the, the hard G is the next episode. Oh, I'm sorry. A complicated two episodes for Damon. Uh, So um, Klaus is like, you don't give up, do you? And Damon's like, if you give me my brother back, you never have to see me again. And Klaus is uh, musing on his options. He's like, you know, I'm torn. I promised Stefan I wouldn't let you die. But how many freebies do I really owe? Seriously, even Elijah realized that. Like, Dan fucked so many things up. Like, even Elijah was like, I could just kill you. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so we end this little bit with uh, Klaus starting to choke him out after Damon admits that he's a thrill seeker. Idiot. So then in the parking lot, uh, Stefan and Elena are being very angsty. They're like, uh, he's like, you shouldn't be here. And she's like, where should I be? And he's like, what do you want? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and uh, what she wants is to touch his face and give him a big hug. And it's really sweet for a minute because um, yeah. they're hugging. And then uh, she tries to stab him with a vervain dart. And he's like, <laughs> nope, you did that a while ago. <laughs> yeah, he's like surrendering to the hug. And then she's about to be like, zoink, but nope. <laughs> <laughs> zoink you zoink that's the sound of uh, stabbing someone yeah that's the sound of a vervain dart going into the body <laughs> that's the sound then we get Jill's threat yeah Jill corner how much clearer can I make it I don't want to come home and you know he grabs her arm uh, spooky. And Jill's all about it. Yeah, I've been waiting for this moment. Did it live up to the hype, Jill? Or did it you enjoy did. The I I really liked it. I love a good threat. It, it was a good threat, and like Elena needed to hear it. She did. This dumb bitch. <laughs> oh, <boy>. oh. <laughs> wow, Jill. Damn. Jill's getting spicy over here. <laughs> Like she went all the way to Chicago. <laughs> Girl, it's been a whole summer. Let him go. <laughs> Damn. Ha cha cha. Jill Corner. Hell yes. These are the takes that I want. 
this is where I um, enter Jill Corner because uh, Klaus torturing Damon uh, by poking him repeatedly with a, with a toothpick and apologizing for not aiming well because he's a bit boozy. It's pretty good. Uh, yes. <laughs> should, should Jill Corner just now be the, t- uh, the also the part of the show where we talk about uh, them doing a torture? Yeah, God, honestly, yeah. because that's my favorite part of the next episode too. <laughs> Something's wrong with my brain. <laughs> Jill Corner, <laughs> Jill Corner. <laughs> I need, I need to get us. We need to get like little guitar sounds. <laughs> um, anyways, so Klaus is stabbing him in the toothpick, and Damon's like, "Look, you want a partner in crime? Forget Stefan. I'm more fun." And Klaus is like, "You're not." <laughs> I love that it's great because um, it, it's interesting these these two pairs of brothers who uh, uh, don't really get along and who find easier connections in different combinations. Mm-hmm. I love that Klaus and Stefan have or initially had like a really easy connection and relationship that they didn't really have to work to foster. Whereas like Klaus's relationship with Elijah is very difficult as is Stefan's with Damon's. But I also like that you can't mix and match the dynamics. Like they are four very different people. They just have Mm -hmm. like two of them have similar relationships. And I think that that really rules. Um, Cause yeah, uh, Damon and Klaus do not get along and should not. (laughs) Yeah, Damien, you think you're more fun, but Klaus does not feel that at all. Klaus does not like you. <laughs> not a fan, truly. I mean, I'm sure Stefan talked so much shit about Damon back in the 20s. <laughs> okay, he's like, my brother's a fucking pussy. He was like, I'm a vampire. Oh, I love Catherine. Oh. <laughs> I was like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> I want someone to say shut up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people should be saying shut up bitch although it is uh, very close to my favorite stuff in line that happens later this season <laughs> to be fair Legacies is much more of a show where someone will say shut up bitch and that is a big old point in its favor <laughs> like I-, I guarantee you people have said shut up bitch on that show repeatedly <laughs> and and I and god bless it <laughs> it is uh it's such a gift so then stabby 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 uh klaus is like i'm gonna kill you and then gloria uh sets a stake on fire and uh you know shoots it at them and is like not in my bar which fair this is her establishment this is how she makes her money yeah and then klaus like shoves damon and is like you like you don't have to negotiate your brother's freedom because when i'm done with him he won't want to go back He's for now. <laughs> oh my god. So then Elaine and Stefan in the parking lot also doing drop in the ocean. <laughs> Stefan's like, Klaus is obsessed with these hybrids. The second he knows you're alive, he'll figure out why it's not working. And Elaine is like, I know you're trying to protect me, but I can't let you. And I'm like, you should let him. <laughs> you should um let him. He is an original vampire. <laughs> And unlike uh, Elijah, he has no honor or any of that. You cannot make a deal with him. Uh, you have no leverage. Go get leverage. <laughs> I think come back. Yeah, you can come back if you get leverage. It's like Elena has not learned how to make deals yet. <laughs> you would think after season two, she'd be all she would know everything about making deals. Nope. Mm-hmm. She needs to be. She needs to get better like currency to make deals with. Yeah. So Stefan's like, even if I came back, nothing's ever going to be the same. 
I left bodies scattered from Florida to Tennessee, like innocent people. They're like human people. I did this too. And Elena's like, well, Lexi found you like this before in the twenties. And Stefan's like, yeah. And you know what I did after that? I spent 30 years trying to pull myself back together and to a vampire. That's nothing. But to you, that's half your life, which is uh, pretty wild. And Elena like refuses to give up on him, but he's like, you can, it's done. I don't want to see you. I don't want to be with you. I just want you to go. And he uh, storms off. He said, you dumped. You dumped, finally. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, she dumped. (laughs) She dumped? So then uh, Elena gets in the car and touches her necklace. And uh, Damon's like, you okay? And she's like, just drive. Uh, (laughs) Elena is going to look out that window and listen to sad music in uh david's car and pretend she's in a music video and you just <laughs> he's gonna listen to a drop in the ocean on repeat and david's going to kill himself we'll see david's gonna go through stages at first he's gonna be like the song sucks and then he's gonna be like you know what it kind of rules <laughs> <laughs> and then he's gonna be like you know what i now hate it again <laughs> and i'm angry that you ruined what became my favorite song <laughs> um, yes that's my take i like that take so then uh, we check back in with Caroline. She is in bed. She's drinking some blood from a little Capri Sun. And oh, Liv- also, I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt you, but I, I forgot to say something. Mm-hmm. Um, birdie baby. Birdie baby. <laughs> <laughs> We're back with some birdie baby. Birdie baby. Which birdie song is this? Is it? This is Shelter. Uh, birdie baby. Um, so I do not, I really only know Birdie's cover of Skinny Love. <laughs> But I know that she is a big deal. Shelter is a really good song uh, that they play here. all our families we have these beliefs that have been passed on through generations we're homophobic (laughs) Um, and you just went and had to uh be turned gay (laughs) um you know through no fault of your own and i'm like again guys this is not (laughs) one-to-one this is a situation again where we have accidentally (laughs) created parallels that do not serve the point you're trying to make (laughs) And then uh, Liz just starts singing same love to uh, Caroline. It's crazy. <laughs> if if Liz sang uh, Equal Rights from Popstar, oh my that God. I would appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gay, uh, but if I was, I would want, I want equal, equal rights. rights. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the best. Oh, I love that movie. It's a good movie. It's the best. Uh, like truly shame on our culture for letting it flop <laughs> seriously we don't deserve the lonely island boys <laughs> so that is good boy energy um 
So Liz is like, look, you taught me to look at things in a different way. And I'm like, we get it. (laughs) We get the metaphor. We get it. But then Caroline says something really sad that I do think works, which she says, I just thought that he was the one who got me. Yes. Which I think like is a really, is a really real thing about like growing up in your family. The idea that like your relationship will change to like some of the formative adults in your life. And like sometimes the one you think gets you the most will be someone who ultimately comes to not understand you at all. And I think that's like a very good, uh, like that's a really good story to tell. And I wish they had told that story more. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. There might've been a a better take for it. And uh, her mom says, don't worry, he did. And he will again, which is really nice. And she thanks her mom for believing in her. (laughs) Then Tyler comes in and teases her about sneaking out and crawls in bed with her and uh, spoons her while she cries. God, I love him so much. I love him so much. He's a good boyfriend, it seems. He's such a good boy. (laughs) He keeps her warm. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Got him. (laughs) Oh, my God. I bet right now everyone wishes we were singing Cut by Plum instead. (laughs) So then, uh, back in Chicago, Klaus is, like, sneaking around in the coffin room. And uh, Rebecca is not there. The guard is dead. Klaus is like, Rebecca, come on out. (laughs) And she runs over and like stabs him with a dagger. And she says, go to hell, Nick. And I write in my notes, Beck's heart stabby. (laughs) Beck's heart stabby forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. (laughs) So in the 20s, Klaus and uh, Rebecca are like fleeing. And Klaus is like, come on, we got to flee. And Rebecca's like, no, we can't flee until Stefan's here. And Klaus is like, do you want to die? Like, we got to flee. Oh, wow, Rebecca wants the D suddenly. <laughs> but Rebecca's like, no, not without the D. I uh, got to I gotta get Stefan. And Klaus says, Stefan's not coming. We have to disappear. He'll draw too much attention. And she's like very horrified. Like, what did you do? And he's like, we don't have time for your tantrums. Which like, what a sexist piece of shit. This is how he treats her and it sucks. As if we are not in this situation because of your stupid boy emotions, like that you have to like erase his memory because you can't trust people that you're obsessed with. Like, (laughs) shut up, Glass. And then Rebecca has this like really emotional moment. She's like, I don't want to run anymore. All we do is run. I want to be with Stefan. And Glass is like, fine, then choose him or me. And she's like, cool, I choose him. Yep. Uh, and he's like, cool that you think you have a choice and stabs her in the fucking heart with a dagger. That's the class I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, up. No, thank you. And then we wrote classic Klaus in the chat and I wrote classic. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry. Uh, so uh, present day Chicago. Klaus uh, takes the dagger out and he's and Klaus is like don't pout you knew it wouldn't kill me and Rebecca's like yeah I just thought it would hurt more (laughs) we stand she's like what look I get that you're upset with me so I'm gonna let that go Uh, but look who I brought it's Stefan Stefan does not remember her and then Klaus walks over to him and gives her him like the perfect bachelor reveal with her or whatever and is like now you remember her and he like stares at her and is like fuck 
shit, I do. And uh, they uh, like all stare at each other and wonder because Klaus wants them to fuck. Like this is some like elaborate matchmaking here. Like I wrote my notes, Stefan's face, Rebecca's face, and then Klaus's face at their faces. Because <laughs> he wants them to fuck. It's absolutely wild. I can't handle it. Yeah. And then we get the, the one more flashback to the 20s. And it's really sweet. Yeah, and it's 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 Stefan and Klaus sitting together and uh Stefan asking a photographer, like, hey buddy, take a picture of my brother and me. Aww. And uh, that's the picture that uh Stefan was confused about before, which is nice. Yeah. Uh so then present day, Stefan's like, I remember you. We were friends. And Klaus says, We are friends. Aw. Hell yeah. <laughs> Jill is fucking amped. Yeah. yeah amped. Give me more. The boys are back. <laughs> They're back in a magical town. <laughs> the boys are seeing the bean. <laughs> oh, they're going to the bean any minute. Uh, so uh, Klaus is like, cool. So Rebecca, I revived you so that you'd do my bidding. Um, would you uh, snap to it? And uh, he's like, I need to contact the original witch. And Rebecca's like, the original witch? Uh, which, uh, weird that these people aren't calling this character by uh, their name. It's crazy to me. Yep, pretty crazy. Uh, winky winky. And Klaus is like, uh, what do you have that Gloria needs? And Rebecca's like, hmm, let me just touch my neck. Wait, what? <laughs> and like, Wait, my necklace. What did you do with it? I never take it off. And Stefan's like, Fuck. <laughs> uh shit and he's like oh no um and uh Klaus is like I don't know I didn't touch it and Rebecca's like we need to find it I need it back yeah and then uh to Klaus's credit she does throw a tantrum mm-hmm. yeah she like throws her coffin <laughs> I love her <laughs> and Stefan's like oh gulp <laughs> so then Back at the Salvatore house, uh, Damon is on the phone with Catherine again, because uh, they're buddies now. And Damon's like, okay, you were right. I found him. And Catherine's like, let me guess. It ended in tears and heartbreak. <laughs> and I'm like, you're an asshole, and I love it. And uh, Damon's like, where are you? And she says, why? Do you want to come rub sunscreen on my back? Jesus. Oh, Catherine. <laughs> a horny monster and damon's like i don't know i'm guessing like europe and Catherine's like keep guessing bye um it's very funny where she is <laughs> where is she morgan she's in freaking shy town <laughs> i apologize to anyone from chicago listening to this podcast chicago i hear you got a great bean uh, <laughs> I do genuinely really want to go to Chicago. I have not seen a game at uh, Wrigley, and I really, really want to. I feel like I have, but I don't remember it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So then, Chicago 1920, Catherine walks in, and she's in a fucking little Velma Kelly haircut. She looks identical to Velma Kelly. It's wild. If not for a little thing called the trauma of the American mall, maybe we could get (laughs) Nina to, to be in Chicago. Nina, oh my god, that would be great. That reminds me, in uh, in Friends with Kids, Megan Fox plays an actress who is in Chicago. <laughs> There's, like, a poster in the movie of, like, Megan Fox on a Chicago poster. And uh, it's an image I think about sometimes. I do not remember that part of the movie. Um, I've seen that movie so many times. It was my emotional support movie for many years. Oh, we're good. 
<laughs> fine. <laughs> uh, so, uh, who is in this flashback? But uh, a gentleman uh, who claims to be Chicago PD. <laughs> claims to be. Yeah, he sees Stefan, and Stefan immediately is like, I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> and this guy's like, okay. <laughs> have you seen these two and he takes out a drawing of klaus and rebecca and i'm like remember when you had to do that <laughs> when you had to be like they're a drawing um wild remember when people remembered things and did you need books yep <laughs> those were the days and Stephen's <laughs> like well i've never seen those two people before in my life and he's like all right well guess we're through here and then Stefan takes the necklace and Catherine watches him take it bum, bum, bum. and then Catherine reveals she is in She's in Chi Town, baby, and she's gonna go see the bean. Yeah, Kathy is in Chi Town, is what I have in my notes. <laughs> uh, love it. So that was the end of the affair. For a flashback heavy episode, Jill, was this about as painless as one can be, or did it rank exactly with the others? Um, no, it was pretty painless. I, I didn't actively hate the flashbacks, um, because I feel like most of the flashbacks were quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have it down to kind of a formula now. Yeah, it didn't feel like it was dragging, which is how I usually feel in flashbacks. <laughs> Plus you got some uh, vicious Steve, and uh, that's what you like, baby. Mm. Yeah, but believe it or not, uh, in all of the flashbacks, my favorite part was Klaus being turned on by Steve making the guy <laughs> drink the blood. <laughs> I mean, that is a good oh moment. God. It is very good. Uh, yeah, the Klaus-Steve vibes are real. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so should we move on to disturbing behavior? We should. Uh, and as I noted uh, in the chat, the title card is at the very beginning of the episode, which uh, mm-hmm. is supposed to mean it's going down, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so we open with uh, Klaus and Steve in a Chicago clothing store, drinking champagne, singing New Attitude, and uh, watching <laughs> try on wedding dresses. <laughs> what a montage. <laughs> what a mess around. I truly wish. It is, we do, we are in the middle of a long uh, Klaus and Steve mess around. <laughs> and I, and I love it. Um, so uh, Rebecca is uh, shocked by modern fashions. She's like, there has to be more to this dress. And uh, she comes out of the room wearing a short black mesh dress. And she's like, women in the 21st century dress like prostitutes. And then she's like, I got dirty looks for wearing trousers and Klaus <laughs> yells something that changed my life. You wore trousers so women today could wear nothing. <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> I love my feminist king. <laughs> Goddesses. <laughs> Goddesses. Um, God, we uh, absolutely have no choice but to stand. I love that. I think that's like great vampire shit. You know, like someone who has seen so much of time pass by and has like opinions on culture that are very crystallized. Uh, I think that's mm-hmm. so fun. Yeah. Uh, and this is a fun scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love how much Rebecca hates everyone and everything. <laughs> Rebecca hates the present. And I'm like, right with you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, very relatable. <laughs> I I really do. Like, I just I love her so much. And I just... She's, like, always in a bad mood, and it's great. Yeah, the 2020 vibes are strong with her. Hating your current moment is uh, very in right now. <laughs> um, everything is awful all the time, always. So um, she, like, hates the music. She says it sounds like a cable car accident. 
Uh, and she can't believe that people dance to it. <laughs> and uh, Klaus is like, whatever, are you done trying on dresses? She's like, why are you grumpy? And he's like, because you had one job, which was wear a necklace and you lost it. <laughs> and Rebecca's like, I didn't lose it. And I am mad because I'm like, hey, maybe if she'd been alive long, like this whole time, she would have noticed it was gone. <laughs> you idiot. Uh, whatever. <laughs> and then Stefan's being sassy and she's mad that Klaus is being mean to her. And she wonders why Stefan's being mean to her too. Mm-hmm. He says that he likes her dress and she's like, I can always tell when you're lying and leaves. Uh, I'm obsessed with her. Uh, what a mood. I love that Klaus and Stefan are both sitting in the boyfriend chairs of uh, of shopping. <laughs> like that rules. Yeah, just uh, taking my sister dress shopping with my best friend. <laughs> Day drinking as they do so. The dynamic I love to have. <laughs> um, I love it there, Thrupple. Uh, and uh, Klaus is like, nice work, you made her mad. And Stefan's like, you're the one who brought her back to life. <laughs> uh, and I guess here I can talk about something I always found weird about this. So I felt like once Klaus gives Stefan his memories, he should feel more conflicted like about his feelings for Klaus and Rebecca. And I feel like that's not happening. I... I feel like he feels like the fact that there is any familiarity or warmth there at all feels like progress and change to me because he is right. Like when he says you only liked me because you liked the way I tortured, like he's really not that wrong. Like all they bonded about was like the worst parts of themselves and like affirming the worst parts in each other. And, and I'm, not saying, uh, you know, <laughs> friendships are built on less, uh, but I think that Stefan is still denying that part of him. So I think he can't engage with that bond in a real way. But do you think that's the only reason why Rebecca liked him? Yeah, see that I don't necessarily think, but it's hard because I think, I, I honestly think we get less of the meat of their relationship than we do of yeah. like Klaus's in that flashback. It's more about Klaus and, and like, with Stefan, you could kind of just buy that he just wanted to fuck Rebecca. Like, you mm-hmm. don't necessarily, like, get a clear drawing of their emotional connection. Yeah. You get very much that he loved Klaus, not so much if he loved Rebecca as much as she loved him. Yeah. Like, I think he liked her. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that Stefan is even, like, if, you know, humanity list Stefan is even capable of love. I think that's something. Exactly, that yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I am very capable of love, and I love domestic Damon. Uh, and that is my transition, because we are in the Gilbert kitchen, and Damon is ragging on Elena for wanting to bring chili to the potluck, because everybody brings chili. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're a boring town of white people, of course. Mm-hmm. They're all bringing, like, bland chili. And I'm sure Damon wants to, like, cook something Italian. <laughs> Something you learn from Giuseppe. Uh, Giuseppe. Maybe he'll make his own mozzarella. <laughs> uh, so they invite, uh, Lara comes downstairs looking disheveled as hell. And they're like, come to the party. And he's like, I'm, no. <laughs> he's like, I hate these founders things. Why would he went to tea? And Damon's like, "Why? come on, there's going to be a bunch of chili. <laughs> and Elena's like pissed. She's like, this is an old family recipe, you asshole. And he's like, yeah, I know your family. They make shitty chili. (laughs) (laughs) He really, he really dunked on her with that one. It rules. This is my absolute favorite kind of Damon and Elena. (laughs) 
mainly it's my favorite kind of daemon, therefore it is one of my favorite kinds of daemon in Elena. Uh, but yeah, domestic daemon, uh, the king. But it also leads to one of my favorite kinds of Alaric, because he is very disturbed by this, by his uh, child and his best friend and their weird flirt banter thing they have going on. Look, they are domestic and Alaric is daddy. Uh, And much like Jude Law in The Holiday. Oh my god. This is true. (laughs) So, anyways, uh, Elena's making shitty chili. Um, And uh, uh, Damon's like, whatever, you're in denial. Like, you're trying to just pretend that you didn't spend your entire summer looking for someone who doesn't want to be found. (laughs) And Rick is disgusted by everything he is seeing. It's so funny. And Damon's like, you're still wearing this necklace. Isn't this a reminder of your unbreakable bond with Stefan? And I'm like, you're an asshole. (laughs) Yeah, Alaric doesn't care for it one bit. I care for it a little. Uh, then we're back in Chicago, and uh, Stefan and Catherine have a little uh, covert meeting. So Stefan's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Stefan really is just trying to live his life, and everyone keeps bothering him. Truly. Like, Stefan's like, you know if Klaus finds out that you're here in Chicago, he's gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> and she's like, ooh, you still care. <laughs> Catherine. I love her. Uh, And she's like, so that necklace Rebecca's looking for, that's the one you gave to Elena, right? And he's like, goodbye. (laughs) Uh, And then she's like, come on, you're scheming. I love scheming. Let me in. And he's like, look, they don't know where to find the necklace. I just have to keep them from figuring it out. It's fine. (laughs) I'm fine. Yeah, what a good plan, dummy. (laughs) Stefan is very much the dog in the on-fire room. Uh, (laughs) And Catherine is like, tell me you have a better plan than that he does not and she's like you're not diabolical your plan probably fucking sucks <laughs> he's like i don't know you're pretty diabolical and you haven't figured it out yet so i guess i'm doing something right snap Catherine makes fun of him and is like right you're bad now <laughs> but like klaus is smarter than everyone and i've heard about her sister she'll ruin you and Devin says, happy to know you still care and he zoops on out of there <laughs> imagine being ruined by rebecca um yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my god uh so then back in the gilbert residence uh jeremy also thinks he's in bed alone but instead he's in bed with a ghost it's anna Anna, come on that's a little creepy she's having ghost fun i love you but being in his bed is a a bit familiar he has a girlfriend you know it i mean she's a ghost yeah so anna's like holy shit you heard me uh and jeremy's like what the fuck are you doing and anna is like uh pulling like a full kylo ren and is like how does the connection work for you like what can you do like it's uh very cute she's like i need to know if you can hear me and he's like yeah yeah yeah, whatever fucking i can hear you uh and she's like okay well i've been trying to get you to hear me for days like i've been yelling and screaming your name And he's like, oh, wow. And she's like, what changed? I've been trying to get through to you. Why now? And he explains that he was actually dreaming about her. So we realize that their connection can only work and they can only see each other if they're both thinking about each other, which is uh, aggressively romantic and very force bondy. So then downstairs, someone rings the doorbell. It's Caroline. And uh, she brought food, which Elena really hopes is not chili, but she brought something much, much, much better. Bonnie! Bonnie is back, baby. No more video calls. Hell yeah. Bonnie, baby. No more Motorola's. <laughs> Even though they're a really great phone that I think I would love to buy. Yeah. 
So everyone hugs. It's really sweet. And Bonnie immediately dunks on them and goes, Jesus, I leave town for one summer and everything goes to hell for both of you. And then Elena and Caroline just like quietly stare at each other. (laughs) And I'm like, Bonnie, Jesus. It's true. And she should say it. Mm hmm. And then uh, Jeremy sees that his girlfriend, Bonnie, is here, uh, which is different than his ghost ex-girlfriend back up in his bed. And uh, <laughs> they uh, smooch each other. And Anna is, like, looking at him. <laughs> and Jill didn't say anything mean, so I guess she likes them now. I said no, ma'am. <laughs> I must have missed it. Where are you at in this Jeremy plot? Do you find, now that we're starting to develop a little bit, do you think it's interesting or are you happy to see Anna? Um, Yeah, I like it just solely for Anna um, Mm -hmm. because I am an Anna fan, but I still, Jeremy is so hard to like. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it's a pretty fair take. Uh, It's so nice to see Anna. I uh, love her. She is good. Uh, so now in the town square, Damon drops his hard G while he's talking to Liz. <sighs> and Damon's like, he sounds like a dick. Like, can't we kill him? And like, Sheriff's like, no, he's Caroline's dad. And, he, and uh, like, Liz is like, look, just because I like you and we're on okay terms doesn't mean I'm okay. Uh, doesn't mean that I'm suddenly a big advocate for your lifestyle. And then Damon Jesus. says, is that what you told him when you two got divorced? Ah, uh, <laughs> we get it. Being gay is weird. <laughs> what, seriously, what the fuck? That's like a real bummer, and that's not. It's it definitely is not a very like uncommon kind of joke for that era, really. Uh, mm-hmm. But it like definitely bums me out to hear. Yeah, what it's what a mess, honestly. Yeah, I will um, say that the show will have a queer character who is in the show more than uh bill um so they do eventually do better before legacies but it's not like they do great with that character Mm -hmm. (laughs) end of sentence (laughs) uh so then we uh liz and uh damon go down and they talk to bill who is uh now uh, in the same chair where he had tortured caroline uh and his mouth's duct taped and all that stuff Bill is surprised to see Damon. He's like, you brought another vampire into this. Uh, but Liz says it's the best thing for everyone. Damon teases her for being him for being into daddy-daughter vampire torture. And Bill insists that he was just trying to help Caroline. And uh, Damon is kind of a dick about it. And I'm like, you have truly no right to get on anyone for torturing Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Seriously. And he calls Caroline an annoying control freak. And again sir <laughs> but again this is his way of complimenting her mm-hmm. like he's still like on her side and i'm like you like really still need to foster this uh relationship for it to not be horrible but whatever so we establish that bill is like for vain free it's all out of his system uh and now damon's just supposed to erase his memory so we ask, like, Bill, why do you think you can change the basic nature of a vampire? And Bill says, well, the mind is a powerful tool. It can be trained. Nerd. You just have to be strong enough. And I'm like, oh, word? Uh, winky, winky. <laughs> and Damon's like, yeah, I love mind control. And he tells him to leave town immediately. And that all he'll remember is uh, coming to bring your daughter back to school shopping, which he should take 
you know, like $300 out of, out of his wallet. Be really <laughs> be a good friend. You can go on a shopping spree uh, with his credit card. <laughs> if he can shop for Elena, he can shop for Caroline. <laughs> all of thinking. course. Back to Gloria's. We have this uh, like little Re- Rebecca, Stefan, and Klaus scene. Um, Stefan is like, yeah, I had to leave. Retail therapy was making my head explode. <laughs> and Stefan looks at Gloria and Stefan's like, well, what's she doing? And Klaus is like, she's failing. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Klaus. Rude. She's like, it's kind of hard to find something when you don't have anything to go on. Mm-hmm. And Rebecca's like, so why don't you use me to try to track it? Like, I only wore it for a thousand years. And uh, Gloria's like, oh, see, that's helpful. So she takes Rebecca's hand and uh, she, you know, starts looking for the necklace. And Stefan's like, oh, huh, the necklace? You guys still looking for that thing? What? Hmm? <laughs> yes, Steve, why wouldn't they be looking for this thing still? <laughs> yeah, the yeah, they're still looking for the thing that they told you they were going to look for? They absolutely are. <laughs> <laughs> Over at Elena's, we have an Elena, Caroline, and Bonnie scene. And Bonnie's complaining about her very boring family. And Caroline's like, would kind of kill for a boring family. <laughs> And uh, also kind of kill for not making this chili, but that's what they got to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it uh, comes up that Damon helped with the chili. And Bonnie is like, what the fuck? <laughs> Bonnie, a rational person. Yeah. So then Elena's like, hey, what if you stop judging me? Ow. Uh, and it turns <laughs> out her necklace is burning her. Uh, Lovewood magic uh, leads to Elena getting really hurt. <laughs> yeah and uh meanwhile Gloria's like doing a spell doing a spell and she's like hmm I sense something and Elena's holding her necklace away from her chest and she's like it burned me guys <laughs> um which is great and Caroline's well like maybe you shouldn't wear it which is like the <laughs> second person to be like hey Elena maybe you shouldn't wear this necklace anymore and uh Elena is still uh clinging to the idea of Stefan because it's a symbol. <laughs> Again, girl, it's been a whole summer. And he threatened you. <laughs> I mean, but Jill, if, if, if threatening uh, her makes him like really hot to you, what if it makes him really hot to her as well? And it just it backfired. See, yeah, it's hot to me in theory. If someone actually threatened me, I'd be like, oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> okay, sir. Yeah. <laughs> get out my brass knuckles. <laughs> and I plan to get... <laughs> Once we get those brass knuckles, we gotta find a brand so we can promote them on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's over for you, bitches. Uh, so, um, Caroline's like, look, I'm just saying, if you're gonna be cooking without Stefan, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, Bonnie decides to take a look at the necklace, but then she touches it, and then it's like, it gets zapped, and they're all like, ah, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, and Gloria is like, I found it. Oh, uh, yeah, with a girl and her friends, to which uh, Rebecca says, a dead girl and her dead friends. <laughs> Tight. <laughs> God, I love her so much. I love, love, love her. She hates everyone and everything. And I uh, respect it deeply. And Gloria's like, look, I'm going to need some time and space if you want me to figure out more. Klaus is like, cool, we can wait. And Gloria's like, I'm sure you can. It's not what I asked. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. And Stefan's like, cool, 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 cool. Uh, let's get out of here. Like, who wants to even know where this dumb knuckles is anyway? <laughs> uh, and they leave. <laughs> so then, over at the Lockwoods, uh, that's where our town event is. I can't believe it. Yeah, it's a founder's potluck is what we're, we're doing. This is <laughs> what we're doing. <laughs> 
So we have this uh, Bonnie, Caroline, and Elena little scene. Uh, Bonnie's using her grimoire to try to figure out, like, what magic affected the necklace. But she's like, it's going to take a while, so tell me if you see anyone. Yeah, because she uh, b- brings her big old grimoire to, to the so potluck. Big. It's so big. <laughs> Imagine being at a, like, a, like, town potluck, which is boring as shit, and you're just tired as hell and you're like i don't want to be here and then you see like a teenager with a huge dusty old tome (laughs) (laughs) Uh, again everyone in this town hates these kids they're like the fucking you see they have an old book now (laughs) god you see what they're doing god they're so weird i hate them So then Caroline is incredible and is like, so you're not like switching Salvatores, are you? <laughs> switching Salvatores, my favorite uh, Vampire Diaries fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Uh, Caroline's look, like, look, as your friend who worries for you daily, what's the deal with you and Damon? <laughs> I uh, love her. Elena's like, there's no deal. We just like want to find Stefan. Mm-hmm. And uh, Caroline's like, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> like, if my dad, like, can't change me, no one's changing Damon. <laughs> <laughs> A point was made. Yeah, and Elena's like, why are we even talking about this? You know why. So Bonnie's like, hey, the magic's done. <laughs> and the necklace is, like, levitating and uh, rising in the air. And Bonnie explains that she's not doing anything. The necklace actually like, has its own magic. So then we check in with Damon, who is eyeing all of the chili suspiciously. And uh, I guess he convinced uh, Alark to come with after Alark was like, no, I don't want to do another town event. Most likely because Alark just wants free booze, but also because Alark wants to keep an eye on the, the Damon Elena situation. I love how much Alaric hates events. Same. <laughs> this is what happens when you move into a small town and you just stay there, dummy. <laughs> looks so deeply uncomfortable and i can't tell if it's the event the conversation or both but he says hey whatever it is you two have going on you gotta take a beat (laughs) i do remember uh when this episode aired uh, take a beat was a line that was very important to my me my friends (laughs) look he's absolutely right he's like whatever it is it's a bad idea and damon's like it's not your problem and he's like it is my problem. I'm her dad. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I'm looking after her. And Damon's like, well, what do you think I'm doing? He says, what I think is you need to take a beat. <laughs> I love it. And then uh, Sheriff Forbes uh, takes Damon away for a council meeting. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, then the uh, the tree, the thruple has moved to um, the only other place they go to, which is the warehouse with all the coffins. Mel, Chicago seems very small. It's crazy. Don't know why they didn't do this at the Bean. Uh, well, probably because they are all uh, killing people. <laughs> <laughs> eating them for lunch and Rebecca's like my girl's dead I'm bored I love her and uh, Klaus is like my sister sucks and Stefan's like I know <laughs> rude and Rebecca's like Stefan why are you being mean you used to like me and uh, Klaus is like it's been 90 years give him a minute <laughs> of course he takes Stefan's side yeah, so they start squabbling, and Klaus is like, you just, like, uh, are, like, mad at any guy who doesn't give you what you want. And Rebecca yells, will you stop making me out to be a brat? I am not a brat, which is the most sibling shit ever. Like, being angry when your relative, like, mythologizes you to someone else incorrectly, that's some good sibling stuff. <laughs> 
I mean, she is kind of a brat, though. Love her. Like, a little bit. But she's kind of a brat. But, like, she's largely a brat because of the things Klaus does to her. She is a brat for good reasons. Uh, All of the torture that she has endured uh, due to Klaus. Yeah, and Klaus, like, is like, look, you're no picnic either, dude. (laughs) (laughs) And Rebecca's like, lol, he does. Uh, and then he uh, drops the dead girl he's eating on the ground is like cool I gotta go and um, Rebecca's like why the fuck is he leaving and Klaus is like oh he's gotta go write a name on the wall it's a long story I like get him you don't anyway bye (laughs) I love them and I love the thruple honestly the thruple's great it's great and it's just I wish um, it it would be cool to see them engage in it more as a thruple instead of it just like being very subtextually how the power dynamics in their group works, but um, take what I can get. Yeah. So uh, then back at the Lockwoods, uh, Jeremy talks to his ghost ex-girlfriend and he's like, hey, look, um, we don't have a lot of time. And she's like, look, we have all the time in the world. And she's being very flirty. Yeah. uh, Ghost Anna is, is a bold woman. Yeah. Uh, Anna's like, hey, why haven't you told your girlfriend you're seeing me? And Jeremy's like, oh, uh, she's been gone all summer. And <laughs> that's not an answer. I mean, you guys still talk on Motorola, so. Yeah. You, and and the connection is crystal clear, so you can hear anything anyone tells you on them. <laughs> yeah. So Jeremy's like, I don't know. I just don't even get how this is possible. And Anna's like, well, it's kind of a push, push and pull. Like, I'm pushing from the other side, and sometimes you kind of pull. And um, that's where we first call something the other side, which I think we should write down in your vampire diary, Jill. Ooh, okay. In some interesting mythology. Yeah, that is what Anna calls the place where she is when she's kind of not with Jeremy. She says, I'm all by myself. It's like I'm a part of your world, only no one can see me. I'm just on the other side. And uh, Jeremy's confused because he's like, well, isn't Vicky there? And Anna's like, whenever you see her, I feel something. Like, I feel like darkness. And when I try to tell you not to let her in, something crazy happens. Like, she's trying to push me out, which is uh, kind of ominous sounding. Yes, very ominous. Uh, That explains uh, the broken window when he was talking to Matt uh, the other night. Yeah. So Anna um, asked him to be careful uh, she's like, don't let her in because she can't get through if you're not open to it. And you don't understand how amazing it is to finally be able to talk to you. And she like explains like she just doesn't have anyone. So since she died, which like, I mean, it's less than a year, but still no thanks. Mm-hmm. It's, it's different uh, being dead and, you know, getting to hang around the world as a vampire and uh, being dead and there being nothing. Yeah. So. Jeremy and Anna kind of like t- a chance. <laughs> they like boop each other. They boop each other. Which is yeah. when I start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I just think they do have a really nice uh, kind of chemistry in this scene. Like she's easily the love interest he has the most chemistry with in the series. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I like them way more than him and Bonnie. Yeah, and the relationship, like, actually worked. Like, he was an idiot a lot of it, but, like, he, he ultimately figured out his shit with her, uh, whereas he was a complete idiot with uh, Vicky, and, uh, you know, you've talked about him and Bonnie. I just buy it. Like, I buy that they're very charmed by each other. Yes. She likes it. This is floppy boy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, because I think, like, her, the fact that she has this kind of, like, nervous, giggly girl crush on him 
it allows like her to be a little embarrassed for liking him. <laughs> and I think that's the kind of crush that makes sense with him just because he reads so boyish and so young, like that works for him the best. Yeah. She's embarrassed uh, that she fell for the Gilbert charm. Yeah. Whereas Bonnie's like, you got hot. And I'm like, I don't know if we're, if that's working. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, his shoulders increase by the day. I can't disagree with that. He is a refrigerator. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is where I wrote in the chat. Boop. Whoa, I'm booped. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's like, do it again. And they, like, touch again. Yeah, right. Uh, so then, over at Gloria's, uh, Stefan uh, shows up to have a little secret conversation with her. He's like, oh, hey, I thought you were resting. And she's like, well, now we both have a secret. <laughs> So she kind of rules. She's like, you know the girl with the necklace that I saw? Like, <laughs> you know them, right? And uh, Stefan's like, why didn't you tell Klaus? And she's like, well, because I'm not interested in helping Klaus. Like, he sucks. I want the talisman from the original witch. And Stefan's like, okay, well, um, good for you, but I can't help you there. <laughs> and uh, Gloria's like, look, if you don't help me, I will tell Klaus that you're a liar. <laughs> Yikes. Whoops. But um, he tries to uh, zoop over at her, but she uh, magics him too fast, and suddenly he's in a lot of pain, and she's like, oh, great, we gotta do this the hard way. Aw, yeah. And then we do some torture. <laughs> Gonna do a torture. Yeah. Torture diaries. <laughs> torture is bad, you guys, but the show has a lot of torture, and we must acknowledge that. This is where I wrote torture time in my notes. And I said, we really got to do a torture time uh, segment on the show. <laughs> she takes these little iron hooks and puts them in the cuts she makes on him so that he won't Yowza. get heal around them, uh, which is like wild. So this is at least pretty unique torture. Yeah. Gloria knows what she's doing. Yeah, she's like truly not fucking around. So, uh, yeah, she, like, takes some of his blood and there's all this vapor. And he's like, yeah, that's your essence, your spirit. And, like, I'm using all these divine herbs. And also, I'm going to slap the shit out of your chest and my hands are going to be covered in her vein. She loves her herbs. Uh, she loves her voodoo, uh, which is cool. <laughs> I mean, it's different than what we get with Bonnie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I like... I like that magic looks different from her. I wish that we yeah. saw more kinds of it. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy when um, in a fantasy, like, genre thing, uh, magic can exist in a bunch of different forms and elements. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I, le- I love the magicians that they have, like, traditional casting, but also hedge witches. Yeah. I think this this kind of feels like, like that maybe less, but more in that they're, like, flavors yeah. and less that they have tears. But I love that. I think... Uh, the originals uh, like improves like upon having like different kinds of magic i like that i agree in what i've seen of the originals yeah i think that's cool and i like i don't know i like witch stuff Mm -hmm. so then back on over to the lockwoods uh we are having our council meeting and uh liz is like well nothing's going on everything's good my kid's definitely not a vampire (laughs) it's definitely not a werewolf and carol's like cool anything to add damon and damon's like nope everything's good I'm definitely not a vampire. <laughs> it's really so funny. Uh, Damon makes this hilarious, like, Jim Halpert face in the corner of the room. Uh, and I couldn't get over it. And Carol's like, cool, so everyone can leave. Yeah, all of you, like, nameless, faceless extras can go now. <laughs> all you fells can go. <laughs> and then who shows up? 
Billy the Kid. Do <laughs> not call him Billy the Kid. He does not deserve a Billy the Kid. Billy the Dad. <laughs> oh. And he's like, hey, I've got a question. Do you three think everyone on the council is clueless or just stupid? Well, the answer is stupid. They're all stupid. <laughs> like, it's a fact. They're all stupid. Yeah, fair enough. They're all pretty dumb. So then we have this Bonnie Jeremy scene. And in this scene, I got really pissed at Jeremy because I was like, you're a fucking coward for hiding this from Bonnie. Yeah. She is like trying to research the necklace and find out if it's like made of any kind of like precious metals or if the symbol like is anywhere. And he's like, well, can't you just ask all the dead witches that you were channeling? And she's like, did you forget? Like, they cut me off. (laughs) They kept bringing up all the consequences, (laughs) dum-dum. And Jeremy's like, since when? And I'm like, how do you not know this? Everybody saw. And she's like, well, honestly, since I brought you back to life, um, when I messed with the map, with the balance of nature and everything, she's like, sorry, I know I should have told you. I told Elena when it happened. I just didn't want you to feel weird about it. And he's like, no, 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 you don't have to apologize for anything. You haven't done anything wrong. And this is where he could easily say, I've actually been keeping something from you that I didn't know how to broach the subject on. I, like, as well. He could have, he could have done that right there. Yeah, especially when Bonnie says, Elena said you've kind of been having a hard time since then. And he's like, nope, 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 just gonna keep lying. (laughs) Uh, And they keep uh, researching, they keep looking in the books. Uh, And then Anna shows up out of nowhere and goes, Jeremy, the darkness is here. And I will admit, I cackled out loud. (laughs) I love a show where someone can just say the darkness is here. (laughs) Hell yes. All the grimoires burst into flames. And they're like, what the fuck? Well, the darkness is here. And I was like, shit, the darkness came and got those books. <laughs> uh, and uh, Bonnie's like, I have no fucking clue what that was, but yikes. Uh, and Jeremy, maybe he should see something at this moment. Yep. He, he can even be like, hmm, uh, kind of reminds me of this thing I heard of, the darkness. <laughs> and how it's here. <laughs> Uh, Gloria's still doing torture, 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 torture. And uh, she's like, come on, just let go. And like, she's burning his skin off. It kind of rules, like good for her. Again, it's original torture. It's so nice. And she's like, so the girl with the necklace, you love her. (laughs) You do anything for her and you have. And then then she starts kind of being like, huh. And she flips through his memories. A lot of darkness, a lot of guilt. All to keep her away from Klaus. She sells these like very nice, which I, I really enjoy. And she's like, okay, well, why would Klaus want her? And Stefan's begging her to stop. And then she realizes it. And she's like, oh, fuck. She's the doppelganger. And the fact that she's not dead is why Klaus can't make hybrids. Whoops. Yikes. Thank goodness that uh, Catherine shows up and uh, saves Stefan. <laughs> Thank goodness. But... Uh, R.I.P. to another witch, another black witch, uh, very unceremoniously. Fuck that. Yeah. Um, not a great pattern we're building here. Yeah. Meanwhile, Bill's still fucking alive. It's fucking weird for me to have, like, my Pavlovian response to seeing a black woman on the Vampire Diaries is like, oh, a witch who will die soon. Yep. That's, uh, not good. I mean, I guess she made it past the one episode, to to do (laughs) two at least. And we sense she's had a long life. Or <laughs> 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 that, you know. <laughs> Seems like she's like a hundred years old at least. <laughs> Good run. <laughs> Keep going, Morgan. Better than Greta. 
so um, yeah, this is, I wrote in my notes, Gloria Cool. I really liked her. Yeah, uh, that keeps happening. Yep. So then uh, we have an Elena and Caroline uh, scene at the Lockwood Mansion. I noticed that Caroline is wearing another sundress with a thick braided belt at the waist. I think that was a style. But I really feel like more that it's a trend the costume designer learned about. <laughs> and I like that. They made the style. And then young Morgan was like, I need this. Otherwise, I won't be cool. I had, I did have a thick braided belt, but it was metallic colored. And I really only had it in middle school. And then I was like, I can't do this. So you, what you're saying is you were a trendsetter and then you just gave up. Look, yeah, I'm saying, did I wear it over my denim miniskirts, low on my hips? Absolutely. <laughs> it was not a good look. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay that I was an embarrassing tween. <laughs> I'm a less embarrassing person in my 20s now. Uh huh. I'm not not embarrassing at all for sure, but you know. Uh, so Caroline's like, did Stefan ever tell you where he got this necklace? She's like, no, and I never asked. So hopefully Bonnie can figure it out. Uh, and then Alaric shows up and is like, I would love to leave. <laughs> As he puts down another empty glass. Love it. Love it for him. Elena's like, yeah, me too. Uh, where's Damon? And Caroline's like, I don't know. Probably off somewhere doing bad things to good people. <laughs> Consider me the honesty police. And she is. And she should say it. Like, that's the other thing that's really hard. She has a bad opinion of Damon. It's not like things are solved between them. So again, like, yeah. how much are we acknowledging here? It's really strange. Um, and again, sorry not to bring up Gossip Girl again, but did I talk about, uh, like, in the section that I'm watching, they, like, kind of had uh, Chuck and Jenny fully make up, which I did not remember. They do? Yeah. He actually does something, before things blow up again, uh, he does something relatively decent, which is when uh, Lily and Rufus are kind of, like, flirting with, like, having this relationship together and they're kind of all considering that they would be a big family. Um, Jenny's like, I don't want to fucking live with Chuck and Chuck actually, before she can even vocalize it, like goes to her and is like, Hey, I just want you to know like what I did to you was wrong. And I know that and I'm sorry for it. And if you ever have to live here, I'll get out of here. Like I will not make you live with me. I do remember that, but not him specifically saying it to Jenny. I remember him saying he like he won't live there if it's, if it's an issue. Yeah, he tells her that, and she's like, "Oh, okay, thank you." And then a couple episodes later, like five or six, like within within like five or six episodes, they do a scheme together and are like very much on even footing for it. So I was really surprised that they made the effort to like give some catharsis to that relationship in a way that I kind of don't remember the Vampire Diaries ever doing for uh, Damon and Caroline. And I just mm -hmm. I just find it interesting that they tried, whereas this show kind of decided to, like, not talk about it. Yeah, the show definitely decided to bury its head in the sand about it. And to what times it does address it, uh, unfortunately, they don't do it well. Yeah, and I just, I... I don't know. I, I I feel weird about it. And so I keep bringing it up. I hope that's okay. And then I'm not beating a dead horse. But uh, it's just really strange. Despite what the show uh, wanted us to do, we're not going to uh, ignore that aspect of his character and his uh, dynamic with Caroline. Yeah, I find it really, really tough to ignore. Yeah. And I think it's emblematic of 
some problems that arise with Damon a little bit later in the series. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we can talk about it more when we get to those spots. But uh, Caroline uh, gets very upset when she sees her dad at this event. Uh, You know, the dad she last saw uh, torturing her. Yeah. So Elena's like, what the fuck? Why is he here? And Caroline's like, I don't know, but I can't be here. And she bolts. Understandable. Yeah. So Alaric's like, what the fuck is that? Because none of them talk about anything. <laughs> yeah, he has no idea that Caroline was tortured. Anything about that, I guess. Yeah. So Elena's like, yeah, it's kind of one, another one of those doing bad things to good people thing. And so they try to leave. And then uh, Damon shows up and is like, look, we have a problem. Um, and Elena's like, yeah, where the fuck have you been? And she's like managing Bill Forbes because apparently he's impervious to compulsion. Which is, yikes, uh, for Damon. Which I hate. I feel like this is them kind of blowing up their own mythology with this whole power of the mind bullshit. I agree, because if he can do it, why don't more of the founding families have the ability to do this? I feel like they would have learned it passed down. I mean, they're all idiots. Like, come on. (laughs) But I feel like there would be more people, though, that could, you know, avoid that. And how did he test it? who knows I well the thing is I think he took Vervain because he wasn't sure that might have been it because like they they do mention like clearing him out of Vervain so he still takes but what I'm proposing is maybe he wasn't ever fully sure if it worked and found out when Damon compelled him here that he had mm-hmm. done it um, that that helps me a little bit I don't know if it helps you but not really. And what was I going to say? Fuck. And it's just also more of the things like power of the mind works. So, you know, you can make your gay vampire better. That means he was right all along. Yep. Don't like that. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Damon's like, yeah, isn't that fucked? Uh, he's like, but he threatened to out me. Don't get me started on the irony of that. Guys. Yeah. No, thanks. No, thanks. Uh, so, um, yeah. Uh, so David's like, but the, the most important thing is he wants to control the council because he's saying it's been compromised. And Alaric is like, it fucking has, you <laughs> idiot. You're on it. <laughs> And Damon's like, he wants to put Vervain in the town's water supply. And Elena's like, I don't know, maybe it's not a bad idea. I mean, it'll help you keep yourself in control now that Stefan's not here. (laughs) Um, I gotta say, like, if Elena thinks that's a necessary measure to Damon not killing people, she should not be hanging out with him. (laughs) Uh, Right? I mean, she is right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, like, also don't say that to him. (laughs) So rude. This is basically what Caroline's been saying all day to Elena. Yep. And Damon's like, what the fuck? That's rude. Um, He's like, I should have fucking killed that guy this morning. And Elena's like, he's Caroline's dad. You cannot kill him. And uh, Damon's like, yeah, well, when I kill him, she'll have one more parent than we do. (laughs) Orphan bond. (laughs) I was so mad. And Alaric's like, you are being an asshole. And Damon's like, you're the asshole. <laughs> and uh, Alaric is not interested in backing down. So Damon says, it, fine, it's your temporary funeral and snaps his neck. <sighs> Damon, you gotta stop snapping people's neck when you disagree with them. But your temporary funeral is such a good line. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And look, I, I don't condone it. I don't think it's good. But I did laugh very hard. <laughs> oh Yeah. It's hilarious. It just does not end up going well for him in the long run. Oh, yeah. Uh, but chaotic boys. 
I, uh, I, I truly love them. Uh, but yeah, uh, Damon being a pretty bad friend over here. Yeah. On chilly day of all days. Come on. This was a day meant for chili. <laughs> we return uh, to Glorious and uh, Stefan is wrapping up her corpse. Fun stuff. And Catherine's like, so I've been thinking about your plan. <laughs> And you have to know that Klaus will never trust you. So you have to work the sister angle. She's the easier mark. Uh, Catherine calling Rebecca a mark. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, Catherine. Also, how bored is Catherine? She just like, wants to like do plans. And everyone's like, just leave me alone. <laughs> she just wants to be included. And they're like, go away. Go like live your life. So she's giving uh, Stefan uh, you know, tips from the, uh, the scammer manual. And uh, Stefan's like, no fucking thanks. I'm not a meanie like you. Uh, and she's like, okay, but why? Like, why do you want to do that? Like, why? what do you expect to get out of keeping Klaus away from Mystic Falls? And Stefan's like, why would I tell you anything I'm thinking or feeling? <laughs> and uh, she's like, come on, we're beyond this. I just saved your life. He's like, I did not ask you to go away. And Stefan's like, fine, I knew them in the 20s. They were running about someone and like someone who actually could scare them, which obviously is a big deal because they were originals. And Catherine's like, yeah, this hunter, I've heard about him like centuries ago. And they're like, well, who could this possibly be if, you know, they're scared? And Catherine's like, look, if you want to make a move against Klaus, I want in. <laughs> and Stefan says, it's good to want things, Catherine. <laughs> Honestly, Catherine, girl, you escaped him. Don't try to come at him. Just be fine stop being so thirsty <laughs> she needs the attention uh so then we go to the lockwood mansion uh caroline has retreated to tyler's bedroom and they have a very cute scene he's back from football practice and he's all sweaty and she's hiding from her dad it's so because it's so weird that he's not at you know his family's town event but he's at football practice apparently all episode sports so um tyler's like you want me to kick your dad's ass she's like no i bought him the shirt he's wearing it's really expensive yeah and i'm like in the chat let tyler fight dads yes truly and but caroline says and like but even though all this has happened also like he's still my dad and he hugs her and she's like ew you smell uh and then he takes off his shirt and they make out and it's very cute and then someone calls caroline and she answers it she says i'm only answering in case this is a friend emergency <laughs> which i love and elaine is like it's an emergency <laughs> you got rick's dead body and then tyler's shirtless body so like uh -huh. you're pretty happy <laughs> jesus joe breathe <laughs> so yeah i love poor elena having to blue ball uh caroline and tyler just so they can clean up the corpse damon created <laughs> so then we have a uh bill and damon scene uh and this scene i had so much fun watching just because ian is having so much fun he uh takes such joy in uh being bad and um it's so much of what's fun about his character and he so rarely um when he's being a good guy seems happy about it <laughs> He seems very frustrated. And I think that's why, like, he and Elena can't work until he's, like, happy to be good, you know? And that might take a while. Yeah, it might take a minute. He's, uh, like, he sees that uh, Bill's drinking, and he's like, thought you'd be uh, abstaining from that kind of stuff. And he's like, oh, well, everything in moderation. Like, what? I hate him. Yeah, and, like, 
Damon's like, what the fuck's with your vampire, com- like, like abilities to, like, outwit compulsion? And he's like, oh, it takes a human focus. And I'm like, okay, now you're very Aryan. Last week it was Klaus. <laughs> now it's Bill. And uh, But he does say that Damon's uh, compulsion technique is a little lazy, which makes me laugh. I believe it. Also, uh, <laughs> Bill and Klaus's Aryan adventure. <laughs> God. I need that out there. Good lord. Uh, so, uh, threaten, threaten, threaten. Uh, tough, talk, tough, talk, tough, talk. Bill's like, look, I knew what I was risking when I didn't leave town, but I figured you're not self-destructive enough to kill the sheriff's ex-husband. Wow. Like, that's the, like, the most false statement that's ever been said about Damon. Truly, you don't know this man. <laughs> and he gives him the big old chomp. Uh, he is loving drinking blood uh, straight from the vein again. He is primo bad vampire demo. It's very fun. He, Bill's like, are you just going to kill everyone who knows your secret? And he's like, no, I'm, I'm like just going to, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to find pleasure in perfect little moments like this. Chop, chop, chop. Caroline shows up to defend her dad. She, uh, she eats him some blood. Uh, and he doesn't want to take it and she's like grow up and she makes her dad drink her blood I love her <laughs> uh, David uh, calls him an ass wheel which is weird uh, and is like <laughs> I'm going to teach him a life lesson and Caroline's like fucking leave and David's like or what so she hits him and then they fight and he strangles her and says I'm stronger than you little girl and I don't like it <laughs> I've written Demo, get off her in, uh, in my notebook. But she's angrier. Yeah, she so is. she replies, well, I'm angrier. And she breaks his arm, headbutts him, and tosses him. And then she grabs her dad and zoops. She zoops. And then Elena is very disappointed. Yeah, and Damon's like, oh, bummer. I love a good girl fight. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. You are a thin ice. And uh, that's essentially what Elena says to him, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I cannot do this anymore. Not in this town. Not in front of me. And uh, he brings up a very fair point. I uh, appreciate the rhetorical nature of it, even if I'm like, just don't murder people. Um, but he's like, why not? It's nothing I haven't done before. Why is it suddenly so important for everyone to keep me in check? And it's the fact that, like, you're in charge now. You're taking on a certain level of responsibility. You cannot be uh, shitty anymore. (laughs) But he doesn't want to grow up. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry that it looks hot when you suck people's blood. Like, cool motive, still murder. Um, (laughs) No, thank you. Um, And he's like, look, I'm a fucking vampire. And Elaine is like, I guess I just wish you didn't have to act like one. And I'm like, okay, way to sound like Bill. (laughs) (laughs) But David yells, I'm not Stefan. Stop trying to turn me into him, which is uh, pretty fair. A point was made. Elena, you can't just replace your boyfriend with uh, David. Why not? It's clearly not working. Yeah, but like, why not? Like, you can either date Dave. You can't like turn Damon into a version of Stefan you can date. If you want to date Damon, you have to date Damon. Yes. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Okay. That's fair. Uh. <laughs> So then we go to the Gilbert residence. Jeremy is cleaning up all of the ashes of the books. <laughs> and uh, Bonnie goes to get the vacuum. And then Anna shows up. Oh my God, are you okay? And Jeremy's like, could you fucking not be here when my girlfriend's here? And I'm like, oh, you don't like the girl you're having an emotional affair with uh, being around your girlfriend? <laughs> huh. <laughs> 
coward for what do you know shocker and uh jeremy's like you have to stop popping up every time she and i are together and anna says i only pop up when you are thinking about me got him <laughs> yeah and he's like i can't do this right now uh so he like he's like works really hard not to think about her it's a uh, kind of messed up holds his temples like he's professor x and uh he uh you know zoops her out of his plane of existence and it it's really upsetting for anna like she begs him not to do it she doesn't want to be shut out she's just like crying from the bathroom when bonnie comes back and she's just like screaming that she's all alone and uh what the fuck and jeremy finally starts to tell bonnie like hey i lied before when you brought me back to back to life something happened so at least he's being more honest the, the image of her like screaming and him not being able to hear her and her crying and it's very powerful and sad and fuck you jeremy yeah i'm on the fuck you jeremy train <laughs> you're like ooh, something i agree with yeah it's like wow i really don't want to hurt either of these girls so i guess i'll be shitty to both of them <laughs> like, which is a very like teenage boy reaction but also fuck teenage boys <laughs> so uh then Stefan's at the warehouse. He's checking out all the coffins. He's, and I'm like, are you going to wake all of them up? I'm like, whose coffin was he about to open? Is it, is it Elijah's? <laughs> that would rule. <laughs> um, I would like. Uh, so Rebecca's like, oh, hey, you're back. Like, Nick went on to check on the witch. And then she sees him staring at the coffins. She's like, dreary, isn't it? The family cargo. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> He can't do this. <laughs> it's so insane. Like, he keeps them in, like, a fucking storage locker. It's truly demented. What a little piss baby. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I like him. I, mean, I love him. Oh, I, I love him. He's it. a little piss baby. Yeah, he's he's a piss baby that uh, is really fun to watch. It's just so crazy sometimes. It uh, <laughs> blows my mind. Yeah, you just, every so often you have to take a moment just to remember keeping his family in coffins, just storing around the, the U.S. of A. What else is he going to do with them? Not do that? <laughs> Let them win? Let them have free will? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's no fun. Jill says free will is overrated. <laughs> Remember, he only daggered Rebecca because she didn't want to hang out with him. Not because he was like conspiring against him. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> He's a piss baby. LOL. Uh, so Stefan's like, why don't you just like undagger all of your family? And Rebecca's like, oh, because Klaus would kill me. And <laughs> Stefan's like, okay, this doesn't sound like a person you should care about. <laughs> and uh, Rebecca says this thing that I really love, which she says, I hated him for a long time, but it was exhausting. Aww. That's like, I think they do really good stuff. Uh, Klaus, Klaus, Rebecca, and Elijah are my, my favorite uh, originals with my favorite relationships of any of the originals, at least that I, you know, know about in terms of the I show. don't think that's a, a hot take at all. Yeah, yeah I, I also don't think it is. Uh, I just, like, you can feel that, like, they don't, much like a real family, they don't like being mad at each other. They would rather not talk or, like, have an uneasy piece. They don't like to be around each other and upset about it. Like, it's, they're not good at it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that's kind of, like, this fun and interesting thing. And Stefan's like, well, when I met you guys, you were on the run. Who are you running from? <laughs> Just some uh, very subtle fishing. 
And Rebecca, like, you can't quite tell if she's picking up on it. And he's like, yeah, some guy was looking for you. And I, I just can't believe Klaus was afraid of anyone. Um, and like, yeah, I guess no one in the world's truly fearless. And Stefan's like, but like, who was that guy? Oh, Stefan. So she's like, sorry, like, if Nick knew we were talking about this. And Stefan's like, no, 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 sorry, forget I asked. Too late, dummy. Uh, Rebecca does a little fishing of her own. She's like, what about this girl that you love? The one that died? Like, do you think you could ever love someone else? (laughs) (laughs) And Rebecca's also like, I bet Klaus admires that you like sacrifice things for family. And, and Stefan's like, I am pretty cool. Uh, (laughs) So she gives him a little smooch. And, uh, when, when she asks uh, him if he could ever love someone else, she's like, he's like, Oh, maybe, Maybe one day. And she's like, oh, I can always tell when you're lying. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, he's like, what? Who, me? And he's like, she's like, fucking cut it out. Your kiss already gave you away. And then Klaus shows up and he's like, Gloria's gone. We need to find a new witch. And Rebecca's like, well, on top of that, something's wrong. He was just asking about Michael and he's not with us. Dun, dun, dun. And uh, Stefan's like, no, Klaus, she's wrong. <laughs> She's throwing a tantrum. <laughs> Over at the Salvatore house, Damon uh, makes himself a nice little drink. Actually, two nice little drinks. And he goes over on the couch where Alaric is still lying dead. And he, like, <laughs> shakes the glass next to his ear so, like, the ice, like, clangs. And it actually fully wakes Alaric up. This poor alcoholic man. <laughs> I love him i love him i love him and i also love that damon is like ooh, like he seems really like already really sheepish and he's like kind of seems like it took longer than usual for you to wake up might want to get that ring checked hope it's not going bad uh-oh <laughs> which i do think is sweet and i think is something to write in your vampire diaries <laughs> yeah and alaric's like you killed me to which damon responds you pissed me off to which alaric responds you killed me. Um, I love two stupid boys. <laughs> <laughs> so Damon's like, sorry, I just don't like people telling me what to do. Like, my B. And Alaric's yeah, like, your well, everyone's finally fucking realizing you're a dick. And he leaves. Good stuff. He does, he does not drink the drink, which is how you know he's pissed. That's how you know he's really mad. <laughs> And then we have a Caroline and Elena scene, and she's like, so I'm not going to say I told you so. And Elena's like, thank you. And she goes, but I can tell you so <laughs> I love one person. It's Caroline. <laughs> and she's like, fine, you and Damon are right. I'm trying to change him. But like, and Elena's like, uh, Caroline is like, shut, 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 shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> Damon's gotten under your skin. You need to admit it. You are attracted to him in all of his bad brother glory, <laughs> which, uh, yay. Uh, and Elena's like, no. <laughs> Elena, just tell the truth. <laughs> And she's like, look, she's like, no, you're not attracted to him or no, you won't admit it. And then I really appreciate that Elena is smart enough to know like something's going on. And she says, look, I can't. If I admit it, if I even thought about it for a second, what would that say about me? And Caroline says, like, it says that you're human. But I think the way I see it is that I love like she thinks it's really fucked up to do this because she still believes she could save Stefan, mm-hmm. it's it's because she has not given up on Stefan that she can't open the door to this thing with Damon. Like, I really, like, she's naive about, like, how easy it could be to cure him. 
but not about like relationships and like what Damon thinks of her and what she thinks of him, which I appreciate. Like that's a nuanced kind of emotional intelligence. Uh, that's my girl. <laughs> uh, so we uh, catch a glimpse of uh, Mr. Bill and he's walking around and Elena's like, want me to get you out of here? And Caroline's like, no, no, I got it. So uh, she approaches her dad. Dad says, I'm going to go back home before somebody kills me, which uh, good. He shows off his healed neck, thanks her for saving him. And she like says goodbye and tries to tell him that like she's going to be okay. But he responds, you're a vampire, sweetheart. I don't think you'll ever be okay again. Ugh. Fuck you. He's the worst. He is the worst. Um, Isabel and John Gilbert are like, uh, haha, we thought we were the worst. I fully agree. It just, like, I don't hate this as the end point, like, the final line in a storyline where Caroline's dad comes back, you know? Like, if the ultimate conclusion he reached was, you've fundamentally changed because you're now a vampire, and I'm really worried your life's going to be hard forever. That I like as an ideological difference, but I think they took uh, fundamentally the wrong path to get there, because I think... I think they didn't realize how uh, upsetting the story they told would be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's a guess or uh, more conjecture than is fair. But uh, yikes. <laughs> so honestly, it's all that I say. I yep. can't change. <laughs> Even if I tried. Even if I, if I wanted to. <laughs> nah, I sang wrong Pope the other time. So I'm good. I'm not singing this one. <laughs> <laughs> so then something uh i think really fun happens uh alaric meets with liz and carol and is like look the gilbert family is a founding family and they deserve to have a voice on the council if i'm taking care of them i should be the voice and they're like that's not how it works though and alaric's <laughs> like oh really uh that's not how it fucking works like your daughter's a vampire your son's a werewolf no one in this council anymore is looking after actual human beings <laughs> and you're like some of these people might be your family or your friends but like they're still supernatural and they don't follow our rules or their laws they look after themselves and that's what we need to do so i'll see you at the next meeting points were made uh the boy is here to stay so uh then bonnie meets with someone she thinks is elena i mean it got me i forgot about this little craig sinatra moment I forgot. I wrote this and it made me laugh so fucking hard because uh, Bonnie is like, Catherine tries to get the necklace back from Bonnie and Bonnie's like, oh, okay, sure. Like, also, did Jeremy tell you he's been seeing like Anna and Vicky's ghosts? And like, Elena, and Elena in quotes is like, what? And, it, and it, she was like, yeah, I guess, like, bringing him back to life. The witches said there'd be consequences, but ooh, what am I supposed to? And at this point, I wrote in my notes, he told Bonnie, but not. And then, oh, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, Morgan. Um, and then I wrote an arrow. And then I wrote she in all caps. <laughs> she fucking zoops the fuck off. And Bonnie turns and is like, fuck. <laughs> Uh, Jill, did they get you with that little prank? They did, yeah. I was not expecting that. <laughs> right? Sinatra. So good. And then when she appears at the door, I was like, uh, is it, ooh, which one is it? I don't, I don't know. 
They're getting you. They're getting you with that. It's so good. So she shows up at the door. Damon immediately knows it's her. Uh, and is like, I'll accept written apologies only. <laughs> and, oh, wait, no, he doesn't. No, he thinks it's Elena. She's like, you can apologize. And Catherine says, oh, are you two lovebirds fighting already? And he's so pissed because it's Catherine. She's like, look, I'm just a girl looking for a partner in crime. Feel like hitting in the road, getting the hell out of Dodge. My girl. I love that she walks in. He is a wreck. And she's like, ooh, now this is the Salvatore I want to fuck right now. <laughs> And I love her for it. Um, he's like, actually, you have great fucking timing. Uh, I want to get the hell out of here. And uh, he's like, where are we going? Catherine's like, all I'm going to tell you right now is away from here. But believe me, it's good. And she shows off that she has the necklace. Uh, the merry prankster. Then Stefan comes to uh, in the back of what seems like a truck. And it's filled with coffins. <laughs> The coffin uh, truck. Stefan's fucking first line is, let me explain. <laughs> God, he's an idiot. <laughs> fucking fool. Klaus is like, no. <laughs> and he says, I'm not mad. I'm just curious. Rebecca seems to think you're holding on to a piece of your old life. And she's got flawless instincts. Uh, borderland Supernatural. So thought we'd check it out and see for myself what you've been hiding. And then he opens the back of the truck and reveals that they're in a different magical city. Mystic Falls! <laughs> and uh, Latoya, do you want to talk about that thing we were talking about before uh, we had Jill come on with Rebecca, or do we feel like that's too spoilery? I guess it's not spoilery, really. It's just, it's it's a line that seems like it's important, but not, if I as far as I can remember. Yeah, Klaus saying that her instincts are, like, borderline supernatural, like, I kind of wondered if they were gonna play with, like, Rebecca maybe being able to do magic, and then they just didn't, because, um, you know, we, like, people have different relationships to magic throughout this franchise, like, as it goes on, and I, I just wondered if they were kind of seeding something that they ultimately never use with her here, but, um, I don't know, maybe just something to note. Yeah. They back, baby! <laughs> They are back in Mystic Falls. Um, Catherine, in her need to, to do schemes, she could have gotten caught. <laughs> but she didn't because she's a slippery gal. <laughs> yes, yes, she is. A slippery gal. She's a slippery gal. <laughs> Those were the episodes. Uh, Jill, did you enjoy this discussion at least? Yeah. Um, I realized as we were talking about this last episode that the only parts I cared about were the torture and Tyler and Caroline making out. And if that is not a summary of my interests, then... <laughs> oh, no. But you also like the threats. <laughs> yeah, you love the threats. Love the threats. That's true. Uh, things are going to get hard for you <laughs> eventually. I'm still kind of bummed about these episodes, but I'm hoping the next two will bring my spirits up. I'm sorry. No, don't apologize. <laughs> it's a complete me issue. I uh, I really think uh, you're going to enjoy what we have uh, coming for you. I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, uh, we got Morgan's favorite episode coming up next, baby. That's right. Yes. And a, a special uh, appearance on our next episode by a friend of the show, Michael Chasen. Boy Corner. It will be his third time watching this episode with me. <laughs> <laughs> sure he'll love that but he probably will because it rules it's pretty good uh, I, think, I think you will very much appreciate uh that episode at least mm -hmm. yay bring it on <laughs> jill could i please hear your rankings yes i am so sorry to admit that 
nothing has changed from last time. <laughs> are, are you really sorry? Um, no one has done anything to impress me enough to shuffle the rankings. <laughs> Not even Steve threatening Elena? No, Bad Steve is still locked in at number five. Wow, even after the threat. Even after the threat. Would you mind rereading the list for us, for uh, viewers, viewers, listeners that might not remember your entire uh, last five? Of course, yeah. Uh, well, as I said, Bad Steve is at number five. Uh, coming in at number four, we have Rick, Yay. the sad alcoholic. <laughs> uh, number three, we have Caroline. Yeah. And number two, we have Damo. Mm-hmm. Number one is my boy. <laughs> <laughs> ow, ow. <laughs> ow. Ow. <laughs> oh, oh Jill. So crushes, baby. Mm-hmm. I feel like I must go with the thruple for both episodes. <laughs> That's extremely fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh I also went for the thruple for my first episode and I went with uh Caroline for the second one because she's gay. <laughs> And she can't change. Uh, she can't change. Uh, no, Caroline's just uh, the most winning person in the world, and she kicked Damon's ass, and that makes me love her. <laughs> uh, for the first episode, I have Klaus. Ooh. For the first time, probably not the last. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not the last. <laughs> not the last. <laughs> and you guys, the second episode, I had Gloria for most of it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then Tyler took his shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> we might need to like, make it a new category. That way you could have different crushes that aren't Tyler. <laughs> well, just know that it would have been Gloria if we didn't get that Tyler Caroline moment. <laughs> Girl. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> because Gloria oh, knows how to torture. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> she knows how to do a torture. She truly does. She did very good torture. She did. And it was like aesthetically pleasing too. Yeah, it was really pretty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Um, so yeah, that's that's the episode, correct? Yeah, that's I think the that's episode. Correct. And next week. Uh so we've got five, which is the reckoning, and six, which is smells like teen spirit. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> get fucking ready you like how i said that yep (laughs) i uh cannot tell you guys how much i love both these episodes wait morgan so which one of those is your favorite the reckoning the reckoning okay (laughs) yeah i think you'll notice that there's kind of like a little bit of a reckoning in it (laughs) (laughs) and that's kind of why they named it that Ooh, okay and you will notice that the next one also has some teen spirit, which you know I love. <laughs> is it going to be a cheerleading episode? Is it the sequel to Friday Night Bites? It is not, but like teens are being teens. And I am, these are two, like, they are in high school, these next two episodes. And I will say that. And as you know, I love when characters are in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I. Again, these next two are genuinely my happy place. They are some good stuff. I believe these next two episodes were the peak of my, is anyone seeing this? You have to be seeing this phase with the show. <laughs> and uh, I believe no flashbacks, so. Ooh, so I am fully amped. You uh, get amped, baby. 
she will. Uh, so as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Lafergs, and from there you can find what I have written. You can find me on Twitter at Lorgan Mudich, uh, and you will find stupid jokes. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Jilbo Baggins with two I's instead of two L's. And of course, you're listening to this podcast right now, so you probably know where to get it. Uh, don't forget to rate and review five stars. Uh, let us know about your horniness while watching The Vampire Diaries. Let us know your rankings and your crushes. And also let us know uh, your fuck rankings. Ooh. Oh, yeah. We haven't, we haven't done fuck rankings. Uh, but do we feel like we know enough yet? I, I don't know if I'm ready. I feel like... I don't know if I'll ever be ready. Well, we'll come back. Maybe that's a maybe that's a, a series finale. Series finale. It's fuck ranking time. <laughs> oh, fuck rankings. Get ready, guys. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. And remember, you can't change, even if you try. <laughs> even if you wanted to. Yeah. She keeps you warm. <laughs> she keeps me warm. Oh no. <laughs>